1: reading today how there was a big, uh, like, technological boom that took place after the Spanish flu, and uh, and then that led me to a New York Times article where they were saying the same thing is probably going to happen uh, after this pandemic's over because, uh, you know, not only do companies... Uh, need to uh, come out strong out of the gate with new and wild stuff to get uh, get their businesses back on track. People are just naturally more uh, fertile and creative during this time when there's nothing else to fucking do. And I think our big boom is New Game Who, Di- Who Dis. <laughs> this is our contribution to yes, civilization. Is... <laughs> no, just, just to our our fan base, to our loyal fan base. <laughs> This is something that we not only have we never really done before. It's something that we usually have no interest in doing. Joe, when we go to cons, you're always like, "The only thing I want to do is make sure I play no role playing
2: games." That's true. <clears throat> but that, but see, the thing is, it's not like me and you and Grant and Matthew and Skid going to try a new role playing game. You know, it's always right me or. Me and you with a bunch of strangers playing role playing games that pretty much across the board are all role play heavy and not tactics and dice rolling. So it's it's there's so much like I don't feel like improving with a bunch of strangers. That's just not my jam. You heard it here first.
3: Don't try to play a role-playing game with Joe O'Brien. He doesn't like you. <laughs> I strongly
1: dislike
2: role-playing <laughs> games. What can I say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, like, I I understand that. I, I, I have done it. And I think we've, we've all done it to a certain extent. Uh, we've run games for strangers, if nothing else. Uh, it's not uh, my favorite thing to do in the world because it's just – it's enough pressure to like, and I think we're over this by now, but like to perform in front of your buddies to like be on in front of your, your friends. I mean, now that we have other people listening and we've been doing it for so long, it's, it's not, it's not the way it used to be where it's like, I don't want to do a character voice or not, but like, you know, just going and learning new games—it just seems so involved, and we never have time to do it. And when else would we do it? But at a con, and then the only way to do it is you got to sit there with a bunch of strangers. You're trying to learn mechanics, and then doing a funny voice in front of uh, complete strangers. I love that uh, this uh, opportunity has arisen for us to start experimenting. And like all nerds, I went completely overboard this week uh, <laughs> and bought a ton of
3: other games. <laughs> email
1: I was mean, emailing Matthew that, and Graham. Yeah. I was like, all right, we got to get this. We got to get this. Who, what do you want to do? You want to do this? Joe, what are we doing?
3: <laughs> I, got a bo- I got a box in the mail today that I have yet to open that I am very pumped about. Oh, I want to see that box.
1: Grant, I was hoping that you got uh, uh, hard copy stuff, but you got the PDFs. PDFs uh, for
0: now, because they're still printing and they're being shipped across the pond.
1: Very, oh, very exciting. Spoiler alert. I want to
0: tell everyone. I actually was like telling on a Twitch I was doing a while ago that I was reading a new RPG. And uh, people were like, D20, D6, D100, what system is it? Let me know, bro. I was like, you can't fool me that easily.
2: <laughs> is that a D45 system? D45. Yeah, man. As soon as you say one, you cut out 40% of all right. other RPGs immediately. Or, sorry, 60%, if not more. So they can really narrow it down fast. When
1: did we talk, Joe? Was it We, we hopped on uh, a FaceTime. Was it Saturday
2: or uh, Sunday? Saturday.
1: Saturday. And that morning I woke up and I was like uh, (sighs) – after hearing all of the people talk about what they thought of our our dip into 5e, I was like, we should do this for a bunch of game systems. And so you and I hopped on a call just to talk about other stuff. And we both had spent the morning just looking at other RPG systems. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, because we didn't know if we'd be able to go with Rise this week if we wanted to wait a little bit. And uh, and then you said, oh, what about this? I was thinking this. And I was like, I, I was thinking that, too. And uh, so that's what we're going to do.
2: Uh, tell us about this game we're going to play today, Delta Green. <laughs> Delta Green uh, is a... Well, it's a role-playing game about cosmic terror and deadly conspiracy, Troy. That's, <laughs> that's really what it comes down to. Uh, trademark. <laughs> trademark. Uh But yeah, it's, it's basically a, from what I understand, a Call of Cthulhu D100-style system, but uh, in a more modern setting, uh, with mechanics that sort of more m- reflect our modern lives. Uh, it is... It was... Brought up by multiple people uh, on our boards, and I had never heard of it. Uh, what really pushed it over the edge uh, for me was the was the push from uh, David Winters, our very own David Winters, who spoke very highly of the system. And so I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna look into this." And when you start reading this rule system, it just it conjures up images of you can just see that what it is. It is like X Files or true detective like that is what you are playing uh i read it and i'm like imagine if dana scully is like summoned into some highly confidential joint task force with rust Cole and uh and like fucking doctor (laughs) house or something you know what i mean just like a bizarre (laughs) conglomeration of modern uh, primetime tv characters um but yeah it, it the system itself is very interesting i've only been looking into it obviously for A couple days so it's going to be very much sloppy like our other uh game session was but uh this time we have a little bit more preparation the only problem is that like it's not a d20 system so this is very strange to me i played one call of cthulhu game at gen con before uh but other than that like i never really played it and so it's it's very strange to me so you know fans of the system please forgive me if i make mistakes and just know that uh we're just trying this for the fun of trying it and uh, and getting it out there and trying to pitch it as best we can to other people to try out if if they like it. One thing that I can say from just reading the rules quickly is uh that you guys should know that you have to throw like everything you know about Pathfinder and D&D out the window. The game it's just an entirely different game and I don't mean like oh that's D20 this is 100. It is uh it shares almost no similarities in the pace or feel or tone of the game. Uh, I think if I sent you guys character sheets, blank character sheets to work with tonight, and you might see like things uh, that are familiar on there—strength, con, dex, charisma—but uh, that's like the only thing that's the same. And otherwise, it's just an entirely different system. It is intense, dude. Like, you don't scare really, me. really intense. What's that? You don't scare me. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> oh, I will, baby. I w- you will be.
1: Well, this uh, is what's so cool is like I-, I have no idea what this is. Obviously, when we went into 5E last week, we had about 26 hours to prep for it. And we wanted to go in as cold as possible to just kind of stumble our way through it without overthinking it too much. Here we had a, a little bit more time. But um, you sent us this-, this need-to-know book, which is about, I don't know, what, 12, 13, 14 pages long. 27 and I- and pages. It- 27 pages but a lot of them were photos Uh, and uh, I read that the second you sent it to me and I was like this sounds amazing but I still don't know how the game plays, and I wanted mm-hmm. to, I wanted to come in blind to that. I'm like, is there a map and pawns? Is it like you're going to hand us fucking uh, just information like dossiers or newspaper clippings, <laughs> and we just have to interpret? The? Like, I have no idea how that's going to play out, and that to me is the most exciting
2: thing about about this whole uh, you know side pod of ours. New game, who dis? Yeah, I think that one of the main things to keep in mind is that as you. Get into playing so many hundreds and hundreds and not thousands of hours of D anD D and Pathfinder. Um, you just sort of get into the mode of like you role play into an encounter, and then you role play out of it, and then you role play to the next encounter. Like that's kind of the rhythm. Um, this is just very different. You don't just look forward to the encounter. You actually just play the module because encounters are very, 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 very deadly. Very deadly. Um, they're one round kill shot encounters you know what i mean like that's because that's like what it's like to be uh an fbi special agent in a shootout you take one shot in the wrong place you permanently die and so there is i thought you you were gonna say
3: that's what it's like to be an fbi agent in a shootout with a cosmic horror
2: (laughs) with a cosmic (laughs) horror, exactly exactly um well let me tell you really quick about the not the system because we'll play that we'll learn that together but the the setting, the uh, like, what is Delta Green? Delta Green is the name of the game, but it also is a thing. It's kind of like Pathfinder Society is organized play, but it's also the name of the fictional Pathfinder Society uh, within the game. So Delta Green is also uh, within the game. It is a basically highly confidential government organization that works behind the scenes to keep civilians uh, from being exposed to any sort of danger or even knowledge of the cosmic forces that are constantly threatening to unravel our reality, uh, to, to destroy the future. So basically keeping, uh, our future at bay for uh, as long as possible. Um, it's, it's, it's heavy shit. Uh, and you know, if you're an agent in Delta green, I cut this out of, uh, one of their publications, which I loved, Uh, Here's what it's like to be an agent in Delta Green. Quoted from longtime veteran special agent Henry Dodge. (laughs) Uh. Being in Delta Green is like being on a garbage scowl that's sinking and all around the water's on fire. Got that one from Tom Waits. After a few Delta Green ops, your life will start feeling like a Tom Waits tune. Except when I dream, I'm never innocent. (laughs) Special Agent Henry Dodge. <laughs> it
1: sounds like Men in Black meets uh, True Detective mm-hmm. meets uh,
2: X What's X Files? The, yeah,
1: these X Files meets what's that serial killer show on Netflix? It's great.
2: Um, oh, uh, yeah, the The first, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, yeah. it's a little bit of all those things. So I do want to actually take that opportunity to let. Listeners know that this is a different thing than what we normally do. We you know, we laugh and we joke, we have a good time, but Delta Green is designed to be a game of true horror in a modern setting. What the players encounter can be violent, like really violent and really disturbing, so much so that it will actually damage the sanity of the characters,, uh, the things that they see and do. and and you know, we, knowing us, are going to find humor in these horrible things. Uh, and if that doesn't feel like something that's right for you, this might be an episode to skip. Uh, there will be plenty of non-horror content coming down the line, but I just want to make that aw- everybody aware of that uh, up front, uh, just in case, because it's it's pretty brutal.
1: See, this is why I'm dying to play Call of Cthulhu, because this is on our, our short list as well. I, I, I don't know if I said this on air, but I gave you the Game Mastery Guide, or whatever it's called, for your 40th birth- birthday... It was a gift, sure, but it was mainly I was like, "Can you just learn the system?" It's a. Uh, it was a gift in the guise of please learn this because I'm dying to play it. Classic oh, right. um, Troy
3: gift. Yeah, Classic but, Troy gift. It was a gift that uh, was also a guilt obligation.
1: Right. <laughs> I wrote a nice thing in, inside of it and so uh, I was just hoping that ultimately the guilt would make you be like well I gotta read it he wrote a nice inscription <laughs> uh, but when you said Delta Green I said oh that's the isn't that Cthulhu set in the 80s and you were like yep uh, so I think this is a going to be a good entry point to eventually hopefully get back to uh, what is probably a more rules dense system or maybe not even
2: more rules dense just just vastly different than this. Yeah, know. I, you know, I have to dig into it. I think that the, the way the system works, the way the flow and tone of the game are, are probably very similar. And so that's mm-hmm. a good thing to have. Like, we come out of this, we're going to have a little bit more sense of tone and timing and rhythm. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the way skills work, I know that it's very much the same. Uh, I say that. Oh, okay. I played Call of Cthulhu once. But, like, the way the D100 system operates, where you're rolling to try to get below... Your skill number is is the way that the mechanic works. That's the same oh, in Call of cool. Cthulhu. Um, but I think that this adds elements of uh, what happens to you outside of your adventures that are important uh, to to your character over a long period of time that I don't know is in Cthulhu. So I think that's one of the defining aspects of this system. But before we get too far down that road, why don't we just jump in and start making some fucking characters, dude? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's do I'm it. Scared. I'm scared it seems so permanent. I know. I know. Well, don't worry. They won't last long. I uh, <laughs> I sent I sent everybody a bunch of documents and I said read what you want, don't read what you don't want. Uh Troy sounds like you read through the uh, the need to know guide. Uh, Grant, Matthew, did you guys read through it? Yeah. Read through it. Okay, great. Oh, it, we're we're it already light it,
1: years I, ahead of last week.
3: Right. It said we well, needed <laughs> to know it. <laughs> so I read it.
2: <laughs> I do like uh, perfectly titled RPG game things like that. Delta Green, need to know. It's like, yep, this is all you actually need to know to start playing the game. So when you're building characters in old uh, old Delta Green. Old DG? Old DG. Really <laughs> old everything. Delta Green? Green Zen? <laughs> everything really uh, starts and ends with your profession. Or AKA your class, so that's the that's the main thing. So you guys have looked at a list, a pretty extensive list. uh, You know, had some time to to browse around. Uh, Do you you know what? How about this? You guys tell me what you're interested in, and then I'm going to still read off a few that you don't mention because I want people to know uh, how like what the profession range kind of looks like when you're when you're playing this game. What, What were you guys thinking?
0: There's only one option. For, for me <laughs> anyway and you know what <laughs> i have my sights set yeah all right there's what is a it?
1: munchkin profession yeah. <laughs> well it's not
0: don't be Burn. so petty don't Burn. be so jealous <laughs> it's federal agent oh, yeah. by the federal bureau of investigations i have everything worked out actually i've gone further above and beyond
2: you, you got super into it and just started building your super character into
0: it i may have been i might be on several watch lists because i've googled things like standard uh carrot firearm for an fbi agent. Like, <laughs> i figured all that out for my
4: that
2: what, is like, so uh,
0: great dude what vehicles do fbi agents drive like it's, it's pretty
2: great it's all in there oh that's awesome uh, well, i would have gone also fbi agent if i was playing just for the record Really? Um, Why? Because you love uh, Signs of the Lambs? Well, no, I just never played anything. Yes, because I love... Well, yes, that's one reason. Uh, and I've never played this or a game like this. And my first thought was, like, I want to be a Fed. Like, straight up. And just see, like, what it would be like. Would I be an asshole? Would I be a nice guy? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> would you be like
0: Priyanka Chopra and Quantico?
2: I just think it's a good jumping off point. Uh, I was thinking...
3: I mean, I, I was personally thinking physician or anthropologist... Mm. However, mm, I really have fun. a question about what special operator is. Well, well that's, that's what I want
1: to be. What that's is what it? That's what I want to be, is special ops. Like a fucking
2: ex-Green Beret. Yeah, um, special okay. operator is like a, like a contract, like a contractor, like a subcontractor who did, yeah, who was in the Navy SEALs and uh, has retired from military service, but gets hired out uh, for these kind of operations by government agencies. Uh, oh, dude, the stats on special operators are so sick for like what they can do in the field in terms of keeping people alive and neutralizing the enemy. Just awesome.
0: Are they basically like like Blackwater? And I think they're called Academy. Now they were the private uh, security guys that went into Iraq during the, uh, the invasion in like 2004 Mm -hmm. and they were there to protect businesses and stuff.
2: Yeah. You know what I think of, uh, is the, that Krasinski movie, Um, 13 hours, the the secret soldiers of Benghazi. So all those dudes were hired by the CIA to be bodyguards in, because their, their, a whole operation was secret. They, they, no one could know they were there, so they couldn't have an official military presence. So they hire these contractors who had done tours in Afghanistan and stuff like that. And they were the, uh, the soldiers that guarded them, but they were all just being paid a wage uh, as a contractor. Right. I wish I knew
1: more about this stuff. Like, Grant, you come from uh, your your dad's military. Like, you have a, a built-in sort of knowledge base about this. Joe, you read a lot of, uh, a yeah, lot of military, military books, and stuff, like books that, yeah. and stuff like that. Like, this is just something that I wish I knew more about, but, like, it's not something I've ever... Unless I was going to write a script about uh, a topic like this, I haven't done the research, but I wish I knew more about it. But when I saw Special Ops up there, I was like, that... That's what I want to do. I want to be like a highly specialized, uh, like dude that no longer does what he used to do. Instead, he works for Delta Green. Yeah, Uh, but then you sent along this like probably the advanced players guide, additional professions, and I was like, well, there goes my Saturday because there was so much extra shit on there.
2: Uh, Matthew, Uh, what what are you thinking before we move on? Do do you want to take? Do you guys both want to be special operators? No, no, no. I don't. I was. I. I was like, is that,
3: I thought it was, that's what I thought it was, but I just wanted to know what it was. Um, no, let's play something different. Let's have some fun. Why don't I do physician or scientist? I'm like, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll let physician.
2: you think about it for physician. a second. All right. Yeah, I like that. F- physician. Very cool. Uh, and then, yeah. So you know, a
1: doctor, you- a fed, and a special ops. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: that's great. <laughs> uh, if, and just to mention really quickly, so some of the other basic pr- professions, Uh, that we didn't mention were computer scientist or engineer uh, and or historian was another one that we didn't mention. And then on the additional professions, uh, you can be a criminal, which I actually don't think I was going to allow for this game. It just didn't make a lot of sense. But you can be a hardened criminal. You can be a firefighter, uh, foreign service officer, which I think would be so cool to get into, intelligence intelligence analyst, if you want to play your own uh, Jack Ryan story. Uh, intelligence case officer, lawyer or business executive, media specialist, media specialist, nurse or paramedic, police officer, pilot or sailor, program manager, uh, marine or a soldier. I mean, just just really cool how many options are out there. So how so are we the-
1: not going to have a separate podcast of just this?
2: <laughs> We have to Wait. play more sessions of this. We have to. Of course. So is the idea that you could be like you're a
3: member of Delta Green, this secret organization, but you but you work ostensibly for like the police no. department or you, I business. know you
2: actually do. You actually do work full time because like you can't do Delta Green operations Monday through Friday. Like it is an incredibly harrowing and brutal thing. So like when you do an operation, you generally are then off, uh, you don't get you cycled back again for a while. So you go back to your regular job, and then you get pulled in, and even your boss doesn't really know what you're doing. Your direct boss will get a, a notification that it's like, so-and-so uh, has been called. Now, if you're a special operator, that's different. You, you're you at home. You don't have, might not have a day job. Your whole job might be subcontracting. But if you are an actual physician at a hospital, you might get a notification from your boss at the hospital that's like, Uh, You've been called to be a part a research member of a special counterterrorist unit that uh, government's pulling and you know what it is, but even your boss might not know what it is. It's all like a uh, a cover for Delta Green. So, yeah, they 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 go out and they handpick people that are experts at all these different areas that might be needed for any given operation. And then they it's like the in.
1: show Fringe. Did you guys watch Fringe? Yeah, but obviously. good yeah, that's you, I didn't watch X Files, but fr- it's very Fringe like. Like they assembled this ragtag group of specialists to uh, uh, investigate, you know, paranormal weird shit.
2: All right, sounds like we each have professions. So I'm
1: putting I'm putting on the page. And is it just me? Maybe I'm just old, but I love when I can fill out a, a PDF online.
2: Oh, yeah, it's great.
1: (laughs) I don't know why that really does it for me. Every day,
2: every year I do my taxes feels great. Uh, All right. So we can we can pass on name for now. Let's do profession and then employer. So, uh, Troy, you have any ideas for your employer? Matthew, you're just going to be working in a hospital or something like that. Johns Hopkins University Hospital. There you go. All right. So Maryland, Maryland Maryland based. Yeah, Maryland based. Uh, And then Grant, you were FBI already said, right?
0: FBI, um, I know this is skipping ahead a little bit, but I can also be in the D.C. area, which will be close to Matthew, because I got my master's at American University.
2: Okay. (laughs) Nice. Uh, All right. So, D.C.-based, and then you guys can literally be based anywhere uh, you want. So, Troy, what what are your thoughts?
1: Uh, I think I'm going to be like a gas station attendant. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Like, I'm no longer a mild mannered gas station. Yeah, like, I I was a Green Beret. I came back and I'm I'm having trouble, like, readjusting. I just wanted, like, a simple job where I didn't have to deal with a lot of people. And so I'm a gas station attendant until Delta Green came calling. Okay. So now I I do that on the side.
3: Okay. Do 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 you have a friend who's a Delta Green operator? It's like you have a close friend, maybe. You know,
1: yeah, maybe. Or, well, we haven't got to bond the bond yeah, section yet, yeah, yeah, but that's, that's good, Matthew. That, that, maybe yeah. I had a buddy who was like, I know just the guy for Delta Green. Yeah.
3: That and, was uh, me trying to make a work. call. He's out he there pumping work. gas. And he's better than that. Oh, I was just trying to do a call back to a certain <laughs> character on a different podcast who has a friend who might be a, a vigilante. Yes. Maybe. Yes. That was all I was saying. It,
1: it it fell flat on it my fell ears. Flat.
3: <laughs> That's because uh, you were so excited about the system that you just took it very literally.
1: Well, I just I was excited. I felt like we had a little give and go there. You, you were did. like, "Let me help you out with your backstory," and I was like, "Yeah, I like where this is going." And it
2: was just really. And all you me. were like Matthew. You were like, "I was just joking. I wasn't helping you at all with your backstory."
3: <laughs> Why would I ever presume to tell oh, you man. what to do with your backstory? That's just rude. <laughs>
2: this is cool. rude. He's He's character first.
1: Professional, highly paid writer.
2: Oh, don't yes, worry. The f- the physician will die first. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, the doctor's first one to go. Uh, Very dangerous. Right. I should do the doctor, like, holding the pistol and shaking He's the last one alive. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Which one does which it shoot out of?
2: Well, we'll talk about this more uh, when we get to the skills part, but some skills, everybody starts with at zero. But if you're Delta Green, everybody starts with a firearm skill of at least 20%. So even a physician has to have a m- minor bit of training in firearms. So, But, you know... <laughs> Uh, we'll see how that works out for you. Um, nationality. You guys all Americans? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, we can leave gender and age and all that stuff until a little bit later. There's no mechanical reason for that. And then, um, uh, Matt, Grant, you already talked about your education. And, well, uh, I got
0: my BS of in criminal science at John Jay, and then I went on to get my <laughs> master's of science and counterterrorism at American University.
2: I, I love that so
3: much. Yeah, I have my I have my my education system uh, or my educational history all filled out. You do? Yeah, yeah I got, me too. I got my M.D. at Johns Hopkins. I did my M.S. in uh, oh, I just changed this, but basically, I did my I did my, my you know my post grad work in uh, in genetics, and then I did I got my B.S. <laughs> in molecular biology at Princeton University.
2: Oh my God! I must have it. Uh, this is I, so. Awesome. I
3: also
0: before Troy goes, I like the idea that my character studied counterterrorism at John Hopkins, and maybe some of the uh, the the events and operations he studied were ones that Troy was a part of. So they like have this camaraderie, and he'll like know about the <laughs> oh operation God. in Kuwait or wherever that happened that he was involved in,
3: <laughs> or in the Suez Canal or
0: something like that.
3: Maybe I treated <laughs> Troy's injuries when he returned with classified danger classified you, injuries you were the
1: one that recommended me to the delta
3: green i was like <gasps> i know a guy <laughs> i love I a guy. Know I know so a guy.
4: much he I works s- at
3: the mobile down on fifth street <laughs> i, I he was injured I, want- <laughs> I pulled a bullet from his leg once now he pumps my gas <laughs>
1: <laughs> i wrote that i uh high school diploma and i enlisted immediately in the army and became a Green Beret in exactly three years, which is the minimum time uh, you need to take to, uh, to try and So, like, he's a badass, but he's a little broken, and now he no longer does that. And so, okay. yeah,
2: that's where I'm at with him. All right, well, if you're going to be a little bit broken, keep that in mind when we start talking about bonds. Because if you want to, mechanically, we can already have impact to your bonds. And have you have certain mechanical results from being like older and broken like that's our it's in the character creation system so keep that in mind uh okay. let's go to your stats let's let's fill out your ability scores so the oh. way that this works for the demo they give you a slate uh, now these are very similar uh to our usual d20 game strength con dex intelligence power and charisma so we power. replace wisdom with power which really is um you know to success
1: because knowledge is power
2: <laughs> yes 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 true. uh power is essentially your, your, your will, your will to live, your driving force, everything about you that drives you uh, is your power skill. Um, and so, yeah, in the demo, they I don't know if the real game works this way, but in the demo they lay out a, a slate of three uh, ways you can distribute your ability scores. So you can basically do very um, even across the board, a little bit more min maxi, and then very min-maxy. Uh, what do you guys want to do?
0: I ended up going across the board because that's what the guide recommended but I did do one change the guide recommends 13 in both strength and con 12 in dex and intelligence and 11 in power and charisma federal agents are supposed to be well rounded but instead of having a 13 in con I put that 13 intelligence because I wanted to veer my guy because of his MS and interest in higher education a little bit more towards the investigational and forensics end of being an FBI agent um, so that's where I've but the rest of the guys have more of an open book.
1: What do you guys think? Uh, I think I'm going to go super min maxi. <laughs> okay. Uh, and do the uh, 17, 14, 13, 10, 10, 8. And the 8 be in like, what is like. Charisma. People. Charisma, yeah.
2: I think um,
3: I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to take the middle of the road. So I'll do, I'll give myself a 15 intelligence. Uh, but that's my highest stat. And then I'll do a 14 uh, power, 12 dex, 11 con, and then 10 charisma and 10 strength.
2: I like that. I like that. Uh, then also, uh, once you guys fill out your ability scores, you have a times five column. Take those ability scores. Just multiply each of them by five. That's going to then give you a number that's going to represent your percentage chance of succeeding at a skill check that's just directly related to that ability. Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. So, awesome. I, I,
1: the, by the way, I weighed, I, the way I laid it out was 17 strength, 13 con, 10 dex, 10 int, 14 power, and 8 charisma. Hmm. Got it. Um, oh, I like that. Just multiply by 5. Yep, I like it's so the so calculator. I
0: like the idea of power being high in your character because of all the crazy shit you've already seen. But we'll get more into that in a little. Yeah, bit. that's yes. why I,
1: I almost thought about doing seventeen power and fourteen strength. Like he's right. just got this crazy will. Uh, but I like the idea that he can still handle himself. But I, I made Khan the third best and put fourteen in power. Oh, well, so I like uh, that. So it's like if you have a
3: stand, like if you have a pretty average strength, like a ten strength. You you effectively have like a fifty percent chance of succeeding at a, a check, right? Is that the idea? Yes. yes.
2: Yep. Exactly. And I like
0: the I like the idea that the need to know guy I think, said that a ten strength or ten score and something uh, represents like an average human ability. Correct. I think that's yeah. what the the need to know said.
2: Yeah, the need to know said the average person is about a ten. They said pretty much all of humans pretty much range somewhere between. The average human r- rages somewhere between like 9 and 13 or 9 and 12, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're over 13 in any given stat, they, there's another column here called distinguishing features. Uh, they like you to put a word or two about any given stat that is over 13 or under 9, where you say one thing that is sort of just like a like a caricature or a, not caricature, is that the word a character a characteristic. Uh, so if you were really, really strong, it could just be like huge or b- bulky looking. You know what I mean? Uh, if you have a l- very low charisma in Troy's example, you know, his thing, you know, it could be Henri or has a scar across his face or wears an eye patch. Or, you know what I mean? Like one distinguishing uh, feature. Um, so I could say proud
3: skeptic for my power distinguishing feature. <laughs> sure. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, so, for, uh, for strength, I wrote, because I have three of these I have to do, because I've got 17 strength, 14 power, but the eight charisma strength, I wrote, huge. Yeah, there you uh, go. Huge, huge. For power, I wrote, I don't know if this, tell me if this works. He looks older than he is. Hmm. Like he's seen some shit, and yeah. it's aged him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I, I don't know how to <laughs> work the charisma. Well, no, he has cra- an eye patch. No, but, no, but he has <laughs> no, a bad but- <laughs> temper. Well, yeah, that could yeah, be Yeah, that's it. what I was Something thinking. like that's that. That's
2: good for yeah, bad temper. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, you like want to just take career. one thing, and really what this is going to do is help you play the character. You know, what, What's one yeah. thing that sort of – and we'll get into that, too, uh, in, in a little bit. Um, there's a great little finishing off polishing mechanic that I love that we'll do right at the end. Um, okay, now that we have all that done, let's do derived attributes. This is where mm. – what your attributes have chosen – have move you into determining the rest of your characteristics in terms of numbers. Your hit points is the average of your strength and con, rounded up. So add your oh, strength, add cool. your con, divide by two, round up. That's your hit points. Willpower cool. points. Willpower points are just your power. Whatever your power is, ah. that's your willpower points. Cool. Sanity points is your power times five. You already wrote that number down. So just pull that number from the top, and that's your current sanity points. This is how well you keep yourself under control in horrible situations. And then your breaking point. Your breaking point is your sanity minus your power. So think of it like uh, the Sarissa. Oh, interesting. And the, the – uh, the what do we call those? The, the, thresholds. the thresholds. The thresholds where yeah. you take critical damage. This is your breaking point. So if you take sanity and go past your breaking point, you – You acquire a mental disorder, and we can get more into that later. Very cool. So say that one more time. It's the what minus the what? Sanity, which you just calculated, which should be five times your power. Sanity minus your power. Ah, So it should be probably somewhere in the, I don't know, 50s or 40s. 56. Yeah, 56 here, too. Well, what's your sanity points? 70.
1: Me too. oh me too all right, so I'm sense. a
0: fifty five and my breaking point is forty four so I could have a
2: highly trained oh, and going so the nuts highly on the trained field. very well balanced federal agent might crack under pressure faster than the doc and the uh, special operator spent too much be some time
1: things. studying at cornell there might be some <laughs> there might be some things in my
0: backstory that might motivate that choice, okay, excellent.
2: I love it. <laughs> Uh, Okay. Now we write down starting skills. Each of your classes uh, lays out for you what your starting skills are, what those percentages are. So uh, there are a ton of skills. There's probably 30 some skills. And in each skill, everybody who is a Delta Green agent is going to start with a certain percentage. Uh, For example, athletics, everybody starts at 30% because you can't be an agent without having a 30% athletics. Uh, But archaeology starts at zero percent because you have to be trained in archaeology to do something like that. You guys now go into your professions and draw out what are uh, the the specific. Usually there's about eight of them uh, skills that you are good at. Um, Matthew, do you you see the list or do you need my help? I got it. All right. Tell us what it is for a physician. Yeah. So a physician gets uh, a
3: 50 percent on bureaucracy which is funny because they do a lot of paperwork, Uh, a 60% on first aid, a 60% on medicine, uh, a 40% on persuade, uh, a 50% on pharmacy, and a 60% on science biology, and 40% on search. And then I get to choose any two of that I don't already have forensics, psychotherapy,
2: science of my selection and surgery. <laughs> this is so awesome cuz like I know the demo and I'm looking at this and I'm like, what's you going to pick? Cuz it matters. It really now, matters.
3: Grant, you said you were going to have a more of a forensics background, right? Correct. So I'll avoid that and I'm going to choose psychotherapy. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh I mean I'll, do, I'll pick another science, so... Okay. I, I'll, I'll, let me look well, at the other ge- well, science genetics. options. Well, genetics, isn't that another science? Oh, genetics, yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of biology? So I get a 50% on that. Okay. First of
1: all, this is fucking awesome. I know, yeah. right? Uh, second of all, just a question on uh, how this works. So, like, alertness in parentheses on the character says 20%. A special op starts at 60. Does that mean I start at 80? No, no you start 60. at 60. Start at 60, okay. Why does it say... Why does some of them say have a percentage
2: higher than zero next to it? Because that's the base that everyone gets, even if they never don't have any skill in any training in that area, you okay, get that but percentage. So, so when I pick eight skills and add twenty percent
1: to them, if for example I didn't, I don't, uh, special op doesn't have anything in accounting,
2: I start at ten percent. If I put twenty into that. I start at 30 accounting. Yes, Is that how it Because that's bonus okay. skills. Yeah, we, we haven't gotten there yet, but yeah, bonus skills. So um, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, but we haven't S- I didn't do that yet, right? No. Nope. Yeah, so yeah. Troy, go down the list of Special Operator. You don't need to tell us the percentages. Just tell us, rattle off the things that he's good at.
1: Okay. Uh, I mean, they're all 50% to 60% with one of them being
2: 40%. Which was the same uh, thing as Matthew's. Yeah, same sort yeah. of layout.
1: Alertness, athletic, and it's so different from Matthew's character. Totally obviously. different. Alertness, athletics, demolitions, firearms, heavy weapons, melee weapons, uh, military science uh, focused on land. So it's like knowledge local as opposed to knowledge history. Right. Uh, navigate, stealth, survival, swim, and fucking unarmed combat. <laughs> <laughs> Badass. Uh, and then what about the uh, federal agent?
0: The federal agent uh, ranges from 30 to 60, uh, but is really well spread out. Alertness, bureaucracy, criminology, drive, firearms, forensics, human intelligence, law, persuade, search, unarmed combat. And I get to choose from accounting, computer science, foreign language, heavy weapons, and pharmacy. <laughs> I've gone for computer science. Uh, I think that my uh, my bachelor's was in analytics, particularly as it relates to criminal uh, science. So. That's where I am with him.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Great. What were the two? Computer science and what? He gets one. Uh, like, oh, any one. I'm sorry. You're right. Any you're one right. of those. Yep. All right. And then Troy, uh, you did not get any additional choices, right? You, you wasn't uh, like no. choice one or two, choose one or choose two. Okay. Now you go on to bonus skills. I love this. Pick any eight skills and add 20% to each. Ooh. You can increase a skill more than once, but <laughs> none can be higher than 80% to start. Put excess points on another skill. So right. go to town.
1: <laughs> so great. So I, I can do I, this I, for stuff. Yeah. I,
2: I
3: got, I st- like the physician started with your
2: professional yeah. medicine you can, of
3: 60 and I can do it for that. Or I could just do it for like law. If I was just a exactly. law aficionado.
2: Yeah. If you were a law aficionado or yeah. Or you like, let's say you had picked surgery instead of science genealogy. And like, do you bump your surgery up to nine or 80% and you're just like one of the nation's best surgeons in a certain area. You know uh, what I mean? Like, Uh, you guys can distribute these points however you want. So I like it. It gives you the opportunity to be a little more well-rounded, have options in a lot of different skills, or uh, become so excellent at some skills that you almost never fail. Uh, uh, Right out of the gate at quote-unquote level one. You know, I'd love that.
0: I cranked up a couple things. I'm going to let you know everything that's over 60. My drive is 70. My (laughs) firearms is 70. My criminology is 70. My unarmed combat and human intelligence are both 80. So I like the idea of him understanding what motivates people, criminals, others, and just being able to take people out, uh, hopefully, uh, take them in for justice, which is why I wanted my unarmed combat to be higher than my, uh, my firearm skill.
1: Very cool. This is, Fucking great. I bumped up alertness to 80%. He's super aware, even though he's just been uh, dogging it at the Exxon down the street. Uh, uh, I kept athletics. And then I added Dodge. Dodge starts with 30%. So if I add 20 to that, I I have a flat 50, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. That's what I did, too. I did did that as well. and then I added first aid because you start with 10 so immediately 30 I figured this guy had to like patch himself up when Field he was on missions by yeah. himself yeah uh, and then I added a boost no I left heavy weapons I, I added melee weapons up to 70 and uh, stealth I bumped up to 70 and unarmed combat I bumped up to 80 so alertness and unarmed, com- unarmed combat are up to 80 and survival up to 70 this is great
3: so awesome alright sorry you were- you want to yeah, know what I bumped you, up? You used to you had your eight hair. bonuses, yeah. Yeah, so I uh, I bumped up my Dodge, uh, figuring, you know, she's a surgeon, so she has some, or she's a doctor, so she has some, a little bit of dexterity. Uh, I bumped up my firearms. Uh, I bumped up my forensics. I don't want to get in Grand slam, but I figured, like, she's a, a Delta Green doctor. Surely she has some ability to look at a crime scene. Uh I bumped up my medicine to 80. I bumped up my occult to 30. Uh, and I bumped up my genetics to seventy and my surgery to twenty. So I'm not a surgeon, but I do have. I, I like in a pinch, I could. You know, I, I did did my surgical rotation in med school.
1: You're a vet. I'm a vet.
3: Yeah, i Yeah, I did my I did my uh, my internship at a veterinary clinic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. Okay, oh, I think I have uh, one more. Well, that's awesome. Either way, let's uh, let's move on to bonds. Uh, one of my favorite things about the system cool. that I read. So bonds are um, the people in your life, Uh, and each profession starts with a certain number of bonds. Uh, Bond examples are spouse or child or best friend, longtime coworker, uh, therapist, uh, boss, whatever, anybody in your life that you're close to, have a close personal relationship with. Each profession, profession chooses a certain number of bonds and then your starting score on those bonds I mean how strong are those relationships? Is your charisma score? So, uh, oh god! So you guys That's just brutal. go exactly. So look, isn't this like like laying out how it's supposed to? It's like your guy you has a start, hard time, you know.
1: And and from you know, spoiler alert: as, as the games go on, your relationships like det- can deteriorate based on choices you make. So when you start with low charisma,
2: you're already like. You you know that this character is just going to slowly fall apart. Well, I was thinking about experimenting with doing that now with him. Because you can do it in character creation. So, let's get to that in a minute. But for now, just lay out your bonds. Five bonds? uh, Well, it depends on your profession. You get Um, two. You get two.
5: Oh. Yeah.
2: So, a federal agent gets three and a physician gets three. Special operator gets two. And should we not have bonds with each other? Is that... You can uh but I think for the purposes of this scenario, it might be better if this is your first mission together, but it doesn't uh-huh. matter you can do it however you want a gas At station attendant bond
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, like do you want know. to start with yours since you only have two
1: yeah i'll uh, my 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 ex wife Norma and my parakeet Steve okay. <laughs> Okay. My my bonds are with my ex-wife, Almida Flores.
0: We estranged after I uh, seem to be more committed to my job than to the marriage. My son, Maxim Salas, <laughs> who's four years old. My name is Riker Salas, by the way. Riker with a Y. Uh, How we we gonna do our names? Son- Yeah, we named, I named my son Maxim because I thought it would be perfect for an FBI agent. And, um, I, my last bond is with, uh, my partner, special agent Tiffany Dash, who, um, I keep things professional with, but she often wonders why I come in looking. Uh, So tired, I'm actually blaming it on my alcoholism. But truth be told, it's the Delta Green missions that are keeping me up at night.
1: We are going to be trying to set up sessions of Giant Slayer when this is all over. And Grant's going to be like, sorry, guys, I got a Delta Green game that night. (laughs) 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 Oh, is that your Delta Green night? Which which, which uh, campaign? Yeah, I
2: joined up down at the deli on 37th Street, the Delta Green Society game. (laughs) Um, Uh, Yeah, man, you should... uh, you should see uh, Riker Salis <laughs> these days. He's uh, well. Seven. I mean, he's estranged from his son now too. But things are getting better. Well, I <laughs> mean, the reason level.
0: the reason I still have a relationship with uh, Almida is because she has custody of Maxim. And in order to see my son, even when I as little as I do, I have to keep things keep errors uh, about you know.
2: Okay. All right. Um, and what about Matthew? What are your bonds? Uh, so I have a uh, bond with my ailing
3: father. Chuck, who's suffering from uh, unfortunately suffering from Alzheimer's disease. Oh, that's Uh, my twelve-year-old son, Gavin, and my—he sounds like the worst. He's probably the worst
0: spoiled doctor's son.
3: He's twelve-year-old thirteen. He's he's thirteen. I adopted him. I, you know, I've never married. I've never had a never had a long-term relationship, Uh, and he is a big old dick. Uh, And then, (laughs) and then I have my best friend slash former med school rival. Rival, Chris Valick. Oh,
2: <laughs> is that <laughs> med school rival? Yeah, is that guy? Chris.
3: Is that a guy Chris or a woman Chris? Guy Chris. But oh, I have my name too. Should I tell you who I am? Yes, my name is uh, Doctor Lyra Westover.
4: Mm,
2: Lyra, <laughs> yes, Lyra. I love the idea of a that.
0: rival. It brings on a very Pokemon feel to the whole game. That you always start with a rival Pokemon trainer. It's oh no!
3: Oh no! We were rivals in school because we were the best. But now we're, we're but now we're total buds and we're the I count on Chris for anything. Uh, he's mm. the one who's trying to talk some sense into my asshole son. Got mm. it.
2: OK, um, <clears throat> now here's what I would love to do. I'd love to do. Uh, and Troy, you tell me if you want to do this or not. I want to bring in w- this option that you have a character creation, which is you've already been through the shit. So that is an option yeah. mechanically. And what you could do if you want to is choose to have your character already inured to violence or helplessness uh, or just flat out have some hard experience or already know about supernatural stuff. Um, To me, it sounds like your character might already have had some really tough experience with extreme violence or maybe it's through captivity or imprisonment uh, that he Sort of had a rough go, in which case what would happen is you get a bonus uh, to a skill. You become immune to certain kinds of sanity damage, but you already take damage to your bonds and your sanity to start. So that's kind of like the, uh, the balance. My bonds are already so low. I've got a score of eight with my ex-wife
1: Norma and with my parakeet Steve. Ooh. You would think things would be good with Steve <laughs> uh, at least. like how you got to buy the good bird I- food,
0: Troy. You can't keep on buying that cheap shit.
1: I have two bonds in my whole life, and they're already down to an eight. Uh, okay. So, but can I just have it so bad with Norma, but leave my? Can I? Can I make my my relationship with Norma worse, but increase my relationship with Steve?
2: Um, do, 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 do. like a minus two to Norma. Give actually, plus. Two to Steve. actually, if you do captivity or imprisonment, you can. Uh, you take a. You don't affect your bonds. You just take some sanity damage. You don't affect your bonds and you become immune to helplessness, sanity damage. Uh, But you would not be helpless to like violent or you would not be immune to violence, sanity damage, which doesn't make a lot of sense for your character. But okay,
1: No, I could Um, do captivity. Maybe he was uh, a POW or something. He was thrown in a hole and he lived there. for. And that was one of the reasons he got out. He was like, I can't. I can't do this anymore. Okay, great.
2: So, so uh, is that
1: wounds and ailments or no? Uh,
2: no. So yeah, under, uh, uh, no. Uh, let's see. So to the right under your bonds, you see motivations and mental disorders. Yeah. And below that you see uh, incidents of sanity loss without going insane. Yeah. Make put three checks next to helpless and circle adapted. Really? And then give yourself a plus 10% to a cult. Take Does that
1: mean I start at twenty occult? Uh huh. Oh wow. Take five sanity damage. That's interesting. It's like something happened to me in there when I started connecting with it. All right, this 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 works. Five sanity damage. I don't like that.
2: And three power damage.
1: So my breaking point. No wait, just got
2: shorter. So you lowered your sanity and your breaking point got a little shorter. My sanity was seventy. Now it's sixty five. What's the last thing? But. Any sanity damage that would come from situations of helplessness, which is usually terrible things happening to people near you, you yeah. don't. You can power through it. You get Doesn't through. phase me exactly. I was uh,
0: thinking, as far as uh, my character, that he may have gone through a hard experience. But you tell me if this makes sense. I think that Riker saw his mother kill herself. But in investigating why, because it didn't make sense, he suspects occult psychic interference in her mind that led to her death, which motivated
2: him <sighs> to be an FBI person. Ooh, Um dark. So, um, well, you th- th- know what? That- I, I, let's try something else then. Would you mind trying something else with me? Sure. Okay. Let's do. Um, why, don't, why don't we do a roll? Why don't we do a roll? Sure. So, we're going to basically roll for sanity damage, and you probably won't. Uh, Hit your threshold, but we'll take that damage and give you a check in that area. So you're already one toward becoming more solidified against that sort of thing. So this would be under helplessness, and it would be, um, you know, uh, seeing basically a family member be gruesomely killed. But You know what I mean? Like just seeing something really horrible. So you need to roll a sanity check. So it's a D100 where you need to roll under your sanity number, your sanity score right now. Got it.
0: Uh, here we go. Oh, 95.
2: Ooh. Oh, okay. So wow. you f- so you failed. Of course you did. I mean, your mother committed suicides. So of course you did. You take two points of sanity damage, and give yourself a check under helplessness. So Gee, one check I under three helplessness, checks
1: sorry. under helplessness.
2: Yes. Wow. Yeah. So you're already sort of you've been through it. You're past. Broken, I mean. You- I mean. Come on, dude. Being a prisoner of war, like. Yeah. That is as about a, as bad as it gets for helplessness. Do I get any of those bonuses, or is
0: this just something else you wanted to try?
2: This is just something else I wanted to try. You don't get any okay. bonuses, but you are on your way to becoming adapted to this kind of damage, going like okay. forever for your character. You're one, you're one score in. So, cool uh, for what, what that's worth. If I've like encountered
3: some sort of cosmic horror, say before, and that was what motivated uh, or precipitated my recruitment to delta green would that be something we roll for or how would that
2: uh yeah if you want to do that we can do that um I, uh, we can do yeah we can do that so um oh man this is going to be tough for you do you want to do this or do you want to go in clean so is, it would it be a sanity there's, check there's positives no there's no role there's positives and negatives that's what i'll tell you <laughs> let's try ah! let's do it let's do it okay uh, give yourself a plus plus ten percent to unnatural, which is just uh, okay. sort of like anything dealing with the unnatural. Give yourself a plus plus twenty percent to occult. Oh wow! Okay. Now, reduce negatives. reduce your sanity by your power. Oh, Oof. rough!
3: Oh, that, and that's my. I'm reducing my max. Is what you're you, you're me.
2: reducing your max down to essentially your breaking point. Then. Reset your breaking point. So now your breaking point is now your new sanity minus your power. Oh, (laughs) this is terrible.
1: (laughs) This team is already like fully developed and different and weird and all broken in different ways.
2: And now you have a mental disorder. Oh, gosh. You uh, right now in the demo, we keep it simple. You can choose from these four depersonalization disorder, depression a sleep disorder or amnesia. I think sleep disorder would make the most
3: sense with what I've been thinking. Yeah. Okay. Like she, she, right. like so she's now she's, na- like, she's like she's like a strung out surgeon.
2: <gasps> Doesn't get enough rest. Comes in, bags under her eyes. Are you all right, doctor? Can you do the procedure? I'm fine. I'm fine. God damn it. Scrubbing.
5: is Scrub your mouth. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. This is amazing. This is so
2: amazing. Like, why do you even have to play the scenario? You could just make know, the characters and tell the whole story. I to this
1: pilot when we're done. <laughs> I know, right? Matthew, I'm going to call you when this is over. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll beat out the script tonight.
2: <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay. Let's go to me- motivations and mental disorders. Matthew, you already have a mental That's disorder. Uh, motivations. So these are a little bit tough. You can have up to five. Right now, I would say it'd be great if each of you got one, maybe two. You could actually, even if you just did one, you can write these during the scenario. So if you find like, like your character motivated by something, you can be like, you know what? I can make that sort of a characteristic of my character. Um, what those motivations are, uh, I mean, there's a wide range of, of what they could be. I'll give you some examples. Um, protecting the American people. Follow the law, you know. Like these are these are examples of motivations. Um, uh, make the world safer for your kids. Uh, heal other people at all cost. Um, you know, uh, making broken things work. Learning kung fu. Like there's all different things that you can <laughs> come up with. Try to come up with one here, and you could come up with more as we play tonight. Uh, if you I have want four. To. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've I've got five.
1: I'm trying to. I okay. had five, and I was like, oh, I'll leave one open. I'll leave an open slot. Uh, I'm trying to win back my ex-wife. I'm looking for a reason to keep going. I want to run away to an
3: island, and I want to
1: stop the bad dreams.
2: All right, Ooh, that's a good it. one.
1: I that love last it. One's
3: great. I think I'm gonna. St- I'm gonna steal that. Maybe we can talk about it later. And we beat out the script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I just I, other than my sleep disorder, which is a problem, then that's gonna then that relates to my stopping the bad dreams. It's a real uh, problem. I'm motivated by this past incident with the cosmic car, which I'll develop at some point. Uh, I want to protect my family and innocence. Okay. I want to heal the sick and wounded. I want to fix my relationship with my son. Ooh. And then I said, like I said, I want to stop the bad dreams.
1: I think one of your motivations okay, should have so been now. to do no harm. Do you know harm. Uh, so Listen, now, Matthew...
3: When you're, when you're dealing with Cosmic Horror, you sometimes have to do some harm.
2: <laughs> and there's the title of the pilot. Do some, <laughs> do some harm. Do some harm. Do some harm. Sometimes you gotta do some harm. Uh, Matthew. Yes. I now need you to take one of your motivations and uh-huh. cross it out. Oh, that's right. I remember reading because about this. It has been replaced by your sleep disorder. So, uh, okay. so you basically have to pick what did she now fail at and is not even motivated to continue towards because <sighs> of suffering this sleep disorder. I'll let you think about it. We'll come back yeah. to you. Grant. So I need five? No, no. Four? You can have Just up anything? to five. You can start with whatever you want, and you can All write right, them as you play the game.
0: All right. So I have uh, my first and foremost as a, as a federal agent is to protect America from foreign and domestic threats. I want to fix the system, fix the system that I am a part of from the inside to stop the occult from taking over. I believe in kind of like a majestic 12 stonemason type of thing taking over. Uh, I want to start a relationship with special agent dash, but I don't know how to mix work and, and pleasure as is evidenced by my last relationship. And uh, my final motivator is actually to get to the liquor store to find alcohol uh, to drink at the end of a workday to cope with work, the past,
1: and what I'm seeing at Delta Green. Perfect. Oh, my this God. This is amazing. these people so clearly. I hope we don't even play a session tonight. I just want to keep talking about these characters.
3: <laughs> All right. I've decided that my mental disorder, uh, I'm going to decide that the nightmares I've been having are actually been happening since I was a child and i and i've always thought i could stop them but then i finally saw something truly horrific and realized there's no way to stop the bad dreams okay and my sleep disorder has prevented... i've just i've decided to accept my nightmares as oh a fact of the of the universe fact of life
1: wow it's just a part of your it's a part of who you are now
2: yep just oh, absolutely wh- brutal um the last thing sorry. i really the other thing I really like about this is I was thinking
0: about this as being helpful to each of us and to anyone playing Delta Green to be like a way to motivate your character. But I was thinking this could be an interesting way to uh, to uh, give you as the as the runner of this game. What do they call the person running this game? The handler. The handler. I love <laughs> that. As the handler. Uh, you might be able to weave this into the story at some point. I want to figure out what really happened. What what really caused my mother to kill
2: herself? So that's that's part of what's motivating me. Sure, I'll jam that into this one-hour con. Perfect scenario. <laughs> no problem, Grant.
1: Dude, <laughs> what a pilot! Though. Solve what a pilot, the mystery
2: out. of your mother's S- suicide.
1: Solve a major character <laughs> problem in the pilot. <laughs> that's why we're gonna get picked up, baby. It's sweep season. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. <laughs>
3: Yeah, no one does. Because why would you watch the show? <laughs>
1: there's so many other...
0: There's, there's because
1: a parakeet? And and figuring out that problem opens up a can of worms for a hundred more... Matthew, we'll talk about it when we beat out the story later.
3: I'm a little sad, Troy, that you, you're not motivated in any way, shape, or form by your relationship with Steve.
1: Well, Steve is my only sense of solace in the world. Like, no matter what happens, no matter uh, what dreams uh, I'm having, or if things aren't going well in my attempts to win back Norma, I can always come back to Steve, and he's there for me. The only the reason our score is an eight is as much as I I, I need to Steve. I don't feel like Steve is given back to me.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. hard with parrots. He they, can't talk. They, well, they you think they can talk, but they they're just parroting back what you've said to them.
1: Right, which is not what I want to hear. And you're about to get a
0: second source of solace. Riker solace.
3: Ooh. Ooh. (laughs)
0: Swah!
3: And uh, that that doctor with the bags under her eyes that keeps coming by to pump her gas is about to uh, offer you a life-changing opportunity.
1: Exterior. Virginia. Quantico headquarters. (laughs) Interior. Desk. Office. Camera pans up on a placard. Riker Salas.
4: (laughs) So amazing. Exterior gas station.
3: Night. The hot the hot dogs roll greasily on their skinners. Oh, it has to be a sicko to be a nod to
0: uh, to uh, where is is it Massachusetts that has a big sicko sign? Wouldn't that be perfect?
5: Broke my mic. Uh, Fell off. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it was so funny. Joe punched his mic into. Uh, I was laughing his children's so hard, and knocked
5: my mic off. <laughs> uh, oh. Exterior oh. gas
2: station night. <laughs> <laughs> Hot dogs rolling on the tray.
5: <laughs> Amazing.
2: Um, oh. All right, so. Can you just assign us armor and weapons? There's armor and gear here. Uh, don't worry about it. You're not gonna have to worry about it. Um, I really you, you, into you this tell show. me you tell me if you wear a bulletproof vest or not. Um, and no. then uh, your weapons Do I don't, need or, to? don't worry about it. You tell me what weapons you need as they come up in the story. Just tell me what you have. Uh, but you know, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm walking around with like a grenade launcher, so uh, it's gonna be pretty standard weaponry. Um. I think Grant knows all of his weaponry. It's actually important
0: that you clear all my weaponry. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) All right, let me read it off for you Bulletproof vest, Springfield 45 cal pistol, four eight round magazines with one bullet in the chamber, handcuffs, forensic kit. Uh, Jose Bank two piece suit. And the trunk of my twenty fifteen Nissan Ultima hybrid is a Heckler and Koch MP5 featuring ten millimeter bullets and six thirty round magazines with one round, two shot burst, and fully automatic firing mode. I have a medical pouch, I'm sorry, a gas I'm sorry, I'm mask. I'm sorry. Is that an Uzi? A Heckler and Koch is a submachine gun. Yeah. Um, it's a fucking like,
2: submachine gun. Yeah, yeah. It's like just below an M fourteen. Dude, that um, has to be highly illegal for a, to just be walking around with It's, in, my trunk. it's in the agent? trunk
0: of my 2015 <laughs> Nissan Altima Hybrid, which I, t- which is an unmarked vehicle I take to my work. He did uh, mention I, the, the I, Nissan. Let me, let me get a, the the medical pouch. This is all in the trunk. A gas so I won't be able to get it if I'm stuck somewhere. A gas mask with drinking tube and voice box amplifier, a battering ram, two hand grenades, four flashbangs, a halligan tool similar to a crowbar, a collapsible sledgehammer, a gym bag with two sets of workout clothes, and thirty-two sixteen ounce Poland Spring water bottles.
3: <laughs> None of this was in the Need to Know book. Oh my um, god. Did you wait, I want to go back to something. Did you just say halligan? Yeah, a halligan tool. Is it halogen?
0: No, 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 no! Not like a light bulb. I'll, I'll send you a link. <laughs> you moron. A I wouldn't expect a doctor to understand this.
3: Oh, a
2: Halligan, ah, Halligan bar.
3: We got to oh look that up. God. It's like oh a crowbar, and
2: then Grant, on one if end, I had, like if I could pick. give you a bottle cap, I would. That was fantastic. Oh, <laughs>
1: oh, that was really funny. That was so
2: good. I'd give you a bottle <laughs> cap, but there are hard, there are many roles in this. Um, all right, so personal details and notes. I'm this so, so glad something... you brought the water bottles. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's just so clutch. Personal details and notes. This is where I don't think it's that necessary to go into now because you guys are making such great characters, but it's a good place to... You know what? Here's one thing I'll say. Why don't you write each of you write down in your personal details and notes one thing that you think people like about you and one thing you know people don't like about you? And that'll further expand. And I'm loyal. There you go. They dislike your temper, uh, your rage, that I talk to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. This is going to become a thing all night. It's (laughs) off-putting.
1: Because they never know, is he talking to me or is he talking to himself?
0: Grant? All right. Uh, People like that Riker can get the job done, no matter what's on his desk. And he can uh, uh, juggle a lot of balls at one time. But people dislike Riker's just-the-facts-ma'am attitude.
2: Oh, okay. All right, he's not uh he's kind of cold.
0: Kind of cold, analytical, there to do a job, not to make friends. I'm
2: not here to make friends. All right, Matthew. Uh people like that I'm
3: just one of those uh people who kind of no- low-key knows things when it's important, like when some kid like breaks their arm, they knock on my door and they're like my son he broke his arm you're the neighbor who's also a doctor and i'm like okay looks good just take him to the er you know like now doctors just kind of like know those things and keep calm and i'm an empath like i have good
2: bedside manner when i do all that oh um okay. but i was just picturing dislike. you standing in the doorway just saying why do you take him to the fucking hospital just slam the door shut in their face uh <laughs>
3: they dislike that i have a short fuse because it's caused by my lack of sleep yes okay so she has a tendency to pop off yeah. fast because not, she's, with, not with patients but with co-workers it's really not good it's really not the doesn't nurses, for the nurses hate you the nurses but, hate no, you I think it's the other doctors who hate me
2: okay okay I like it I like it um uh, special training figures. these are like a couple little things at the end here that like I, I could generate for you but I'm not too familiar with it um basically you can tell me if there's a f- couple things that you think you're specially trained in because of your background that is outside of the skill set I don't know, they're sort of, um, it just says that the handler can help you pick a couple of these. Uh, I don't really know where to go with you guys, but it's just sort of any any kind of special training you might have. It's not going to impact things that much. So we can kind of wrap up here, uh, unless you feel like there's something missing from the skill list that you think so specifically identifies something about each. your character. Let's just sure. pick one yeah. really fun thing each. I can hold my breath for an in-
1: an inordinate amount of time,
2: right? And you are already skilled at swimming, so. But this is like you can actually survive for a really long time underwater. Um, I think uh,
3: Doctor Westover uh, had special training in extraplanar anatomy. Ooh, Matt, that's based good based on my, my my expertise in genetics and, bio- and molecular biology. Okay, can I also so, have a, can I also have special training in, in,
2: in trauma counseling? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yeah. So uh, why don't you do? Uh, why don't you base your extraplanar biology on intelligence? Your uh, psychotherapy specialization on charisma, and then Troy, uh, you base yours on constitution because it, it has a requisite ability modifier. That's what the what you would roll to to do the check for that special con. skill. So con, and then uh, go ahead, Grant.
0: I think that uh, Riker, as part of his uh, active role in counterterrorism, is uh, especially skilled at taking on other personas to infiltrate uh, sleeper cells, terrorist groups, both online and through the phone. And potentially uh, deep cover operations, uh, kind of like what uh, Leonardo DiCaprio did in The Departed. Okay. So he, he's capable of just kind of impersonating other people and uh, e- e- finding his his own means of, of ingress into organ- shadowy organizations.
2: Hmm. Well, that's kind of tough. Uh, I, I would say charisma then, I'm, I guess, would be the that's requisite fine. ability. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, what would you do? Your ability to act? I mean, yeah. Let's put it under charisma, even though... You're not uh, that well-liked because of your cold manner. But I guess you can turn it on when you need to. Turn on the acting
0: when you well, need Well, I like the idea that some of the... They might be looking for, like, tufts and muscle and stuff like that. And you wouldn't need a ton of charisma. It would be more just kind of the overall package. But, yeah, that makes sense. And luckily, I have better charisma than uh, Troy's gas station attendant special ops character. <laughs>
2: awesome. Awesome. Uh, all right. Then, I mean, I think we're done creating these amazing characters. Should we jump into uh, a little quick scenario? We sure let's, should! Let's do it. <laughs>
1: let's do it!
2: Take it a hint from you guys, we, we uh, fade up. Exterior. <laughs> a large river. Think like overcast skies, kind of gray. we moving north along this river. We see their city. On either side. It's an urban river. I am rock hard. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ferries and other smaller craft pass silently below our view. We pan up slightly and see the Empire State Building and the Chrysler Buildings off to the left in the distance. Farther ahead, we face the south side of the Queensboro Bridge. So now we know we're moving up the East River. Looks like mid-afternoon. The sparse, dull green parks, scattered on both sides of the river, tell us it's spring, maybe early summer. We continue moving north and then slowly bank off to the right. And slowly pass over a packed collection of low, four-to-five-story apartment buildings and warehouses, all in various shades of brown. The words come up on the screen... Long Island City, New York,
4: 2009.
2: (laughs) Now we're inside a building. Interior. Building. (laughs) (laughs) Stationary camera looking down a long, beaten-up hallway. An office door with frosted glass and an unreadable plaque directly to our left. Footsteps. And then into view at the end of the hall comes a man in gray slacks, a button-down striped Oxford in black shoes. Click, clack, click, clack. He holds open a manila folder as he walks, and he casually scans the contents before stopping right in front of our camera, right in front of the door. He closes the folder, puts it under his arm, click, opens the door, enters, closes it behind him. You guys see this guy walk into the room, middle-aged, clean-cut, brown hair and eyes, uh... A bright energy. Looks like he's in his 30s. Hey, guys, I'm sorry to keep you waiting. Thank you for your patience. I am eager to get down to business, as I'm sure you are, sitting here for, Christ, what, a half hour? I'm, I'm really sorry. Yikes. I I have your files here, and uh, but as I've never met any of you in person before, let's go around the the room and give some brief introductions and then I'll I'll make my part quick here so we can get you right out of here on time. Um, My name is Miles Velasquez. Uh, You can call me Agent Velasquez or Miles, whatever you prefer. I'll be a handler for this operation. Uh, And uh, you are, and he looks over at uh, Troy's character, just puts up a hand. You can see he's a busy man. He's trying to keep it moving. And you are? Comstone. Roger Comstone.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus (laughs)
2: Roger Comstone, uh... All right, uh, and, uh... It says here, uh... You're a subcontractor, Special force, Ex-Special Forces. Oh, Green yeah. Beret. He's looking computer yeah. file.
1: Yeah, it was a Green Beret, but that was a long time ago.
2: Well, thank you for your service. Uh, where did you serve, if you don't mind my asking?
1: Where didn't I serve?
2: W- where didn't you serve?
1: Too many places to name. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that right? Yeah. That's what I'm going to tell Steve later. I'm going to go back home and talk to Steve about all the places I've been and all the places I haven't been.
2: Uh, you, uh, ma'am. Looks over to Matthew.
3: I'm Dr. Westover. Dr. Lyra Westover. What's the... What's the big to-do? Summon up to New York? Middle of the night? What
2: happened? And you, sir. We'll get to that in a second, man. You, sir.
0: Special Agent Sol- Riker Solace reporting for duty. All you really need to know about me is that I was born on the 4th of July. This country's <laughs> my
2: first and only mission. <laughs> uh, he looks He looks, he's like, uh, well, uh, well. of course we appreciate that. Uh, and, of course, we we appreciate you flying in. Uh, on a moment's notice uh obviously this this kind of operation uh comes up and you know while it doesn't seem like a big deal it is very important that we take care of these kind of things and uh a couple of our new york agents weren't available so uh it is it is uh lucky that we were able to fly you into LaGuardia here at short notice uh thank you for making it down here to long island city on uh, on the quick uh i'll get right to it i don't want to waste any more of your time um we got an agent uh, here. Well, he's based here in New York. Uh, he he passed on. Uh, he, he's an ex-agent, really. He's retired uh, thirty plus years ago. He's been out of the uh, out of the service. But you know what they say around here, you never leave out the greens. So uh, he's been a friendly, uh, at least well into the nineties. He was he was used on a few operations. Uh, he didn't go out in the field or anything like that. But uh, he did a little bit more field work. Um, 60s, 70s. Uh, uh, But yeah, he's passed on. Nothing suspicious about it. He he had a heart attack in his apartment. Um, And this is pretty much a a standard scrub job. We need you guys to go to uh, his apartment, remove any evidence uh, of Delta Green activities there. We don't know. You know, obviously policy is you turn in everything uh, when you're no longer working for the agency. But you can't always count on that. So... We'd like to do this double check uh, and make sure that uh, we don't leave anything behind that somebody else could find. So, uh, you know what, I better just, I'm just going to go through my list right here so I don't miss anything. Uh, I think it's best to just, um, his name is Clyde Bowman. Uh, I guess it's pronounced Bowman, B-A-U-G-H-M-A-N, Clyde Bowman. um, He's got an apartment, uh, East Village, looks like East 10th Street. And, um, yeah, we need you to go to the apartment and remove any evidence you you might find of uh, any Delta Green activities there. Uh, involve nobody else in the operation. Make sure you don't uh, talk to anybody but me about this. If you find any signs that Bowman violated Delta security protocols, you report them to me. Um, And then report back here to 2 p.m. on Sunday. Um, yeah, that's uh, roughly 48 hours. We started a little late here, so... 47 hours if you want to be technical, but 48 hours. uh, Come back here. We'll do a debrief. You let me know what you found, if there's any evidence you want to turn over, and um, if you need anything, anything at all between now and then, or if you have any questions, uh, I'll give you uh, this. I have this paperwork here. I I have uh, just a summary information on uh, Mr. Clyde Bowman, and uh, you'll see uh, posted right there. Any points? He starts handing you a file, and a little post on top of it has a 917 cell number. That's my cell uh, call me with anything that you need. It's it's my job to make sure you're supported out there in the field, so I'll, I'll take care of um, Uh Yeah, I'll, here it is. And let's go to Roll20. Oh, let's get oh, into oh, a
5: little oh, Roll20.
2: Well, uh, you guys should be on Roll20 on like a, an intro screen, but yeah. uh, go ahead over to the journal, and uh, I will uh, put up a uh, oh, little... Oh, there You'll see is. what he gave you. Oh, there
1: there she is. Oh man, see this is what I didn't know What this was going to be like oh, oh, Look yeah. at that
0: New York City Apartment key I mean obviously people oh. listening to it Can't see it, but that was like the first Shitty old apartment key I had When I moved to this city around 2009 It's perfect
1: <laughs> uh, D.O.B. March 28th, 1945 Survive, no not uh, he was married to a woman uh, who passed Marta away wait seven they, years did she ago. pass away or did they get divorced in 2002 Well, seems like that's be
2: that would be her birth and death date uh, they wouldn't put divorces okay. on this kind of thing uh, yeah. right. daughter She's, Sharon son Michael Who's an IRS Michael. agent IRS agent tired as assistant
1: deputy commissioner for operational support
2: yeah, that's right. He is an IRS agent. I I, I kind of looked into a wanted to see if I could lead you anywhere in the right direction here on what you might be looking for, but he was he was active. Well, you see it there on the summary. He was active 1967 to 1970. Uh, I couldn't find anything. I, this guy, whatever he worked on, whatever his operations were, they were above my pre grade. So, specialty in taxation and property confiscations. Did this man?
3: Assist in confiscating property that was compromised, or...
1: Might have made some enemies back in the s- late 60s. It was a different time back then. Peace, love, war, hippies.
2: <laughs> this guy, by the way, can barely fit in the seat. He's so jacked. He's so huge. And that no, was his distinguishing like feature, right? Huge.
1: Comfortably yeah. shifting in this tiny <laughs> chair. You got any bigger
3: chairs. You'll forgive my asking. But sending a special forces operative, a federal agent, and a geneticist on a routine scrub job doesn't track for me. Yeah, what aren't you telling us? What aren't you telling us?
2: Uh, There's nothing I'm not telling you. Like I said, uh, nothing's routine. There's not a single job we ever do this routine. Uh, We don't know what this guy's into, so like I said, I looked up his paperwork. There's no evidence of the stuff that he worked on, so it being above my pay grade, me not knowing what uh, could possibly be in there... It could be an easy job. You could be back here at Split. It could also be dangerous. Uh, You you could have worked on some stuff that uh, you might get involved in. I don't know. So we want to make sure that we have the the proper backing in terms of uh, forensics, biology, and then, you know, a strong bodyguard just in case things get out of hand. Tell me something.
0: I'm new to Delta Green. Is it usual for an operative to go dark for 39 years like Bauman did?
2: No, he didn't go, Doc. He uh, so yeah. The, the average life of an agent here, as a, as a, an active field operative, it's three years, four years. Uh, people don't really go much longer than that, uh, so that's not strange at all. Um, he was a, a friendly of the organization in the nineties. He, he sort of came back up. He offered his services. We paid him to do a few consulting jobs. He didn't do anything particularly dangerous, but he he would consult, uh, from what I understand, on like things like this. I guess tax matters, uh, IRS sort of things. Uh, it helps have people inside that can inform you on this kind of stuff. So he helped us out there. Um, I, there's, there's no reason to, to think that uh, he was doing anything shady or anything like that. It's just uh, this is kind of routine. But uh, the, all of that stopped when his wife passed away. So he, uh, he didn't really do much work for the organization since the early aughts. And we haven't talked to him since then.
0: And if we find anything unusual there and it's not just a simple cleanup job... We come
2: back to you. Ah, uh, yeah, you would put that to me. Uh, just uh, give me a call on my cell if you want, or uh, I, I I can't meet you back here in this office until Sunday. But uh, if you want to hold on to it till Sunday, or, or give me a call and update me as you go, it's up to you guys. You know, you are tasked to handle it however you want. Uh, some of you, it's not your first uh, operation. You know, we uh, we give you guys the uh, the keys to the car, so to speak. So you handle it however you want to handle it. I'm just here to help you. I'm here to make things easier for you when did he expire Wh- what when did he expire um I have that sorry four four days ago Is the body
3: where's the body now
2: uh, the body's at uh, the coroner they, they got him he uh he died it looks like a heart attack in his apartment uh, wasn't found for a few days he lives alone uh, his neighbor found him they came and picked him up. Uh, again, his age, he was, what, 64, 60, 64, I think. He, uh, you know, was a heart attack. Everything was pretty clear, nothing suspicious about the death at all, so NYPD didn't didn't go through the apartment. Uh, we don't believe they will. What we're really trying to avoid here is uh, next to kin, getting in there, finding anything they're not supposed to find. We think that uh, the apartment will be open up to them within the next 48 hours, so we want you guys to get in there as soon as possible, and uh, just make sure there's nothing that somebody could find that would lead them to information they're not supposed to have. Rikert Re- looks over at his two teammates and says,
0: Get ready for a mess. Those beat cops must have messed that place to hell after going through there. What we'll to tidy up a bit more than I expect.
1: Might want to take a look at this neighbor, too. Maybe the neighbor had sticky fingers.
3: His contact with the agency... He was 22 when he first became active with the group. What would the agency want with a
2: 22-year-old IRS officer? Like I said, I don't know anything that he worked on previously. Is it's above my pay grade? It's it's old files. They don't let us. They don't let us have access to these. So if I can't answer any more of your questions, uh, I, I actually got to keep moving. I got another meeting. Uh, if you guys could make your way to Alphabet City there, uh, 10th Street between B and C, check out his apartment, clear it out, call me if you need anything. Otherwise, I'll see you back here Sunday, uh, 2 o'clock. Does that work? Roger. All right. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure to meet all of you. Uh, That's best of luck. I'm
1: Roger. Yes. Roger Comstone.
2: Yes, Roger Comstone. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Funny name, bro. It's a funny name. Uh, I will see you guys uh, back here on Sunday. And again, thank you for making the trip out here to, to New York. Uh, I know that it's you look exhausted, ma'am. Uh, I know that it must have been a difficult journey, but uh, we'll, we'll get yeah. you out of here as soon as possible. We appreciate you answering the call. All right. Best of luck. And he leaves. <coughs> Door shuts. Walks away. You three are left alone with this information. What do you do?
3: Do we have a car? Did he leave us with any equipment or... Uh
2: uh, yes, yeah. He, you have a car. You have access to a car. Um, you could use your car if you want, Grant, or you can use a, uh, an agency-appointed uh, unmarked black car.
0: Um, yeah, I definitely think I drove up from D.C. Uh, federal budgets weren't what they uh, used to be right after the financial crash in 2008, so I think that the, the, there was <laughs> definitely no way that I flew up. Um, so, yeah, I think we can all <laughs> hop into the agency card, and it is unmarked. It's also black. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so you'll drive. It, you'll do the driving. Yeah, and and uh, Riker looks over at Roger and the doctor and says, I'm usually used to uh, getting all the information I can out of crime scenes. I'm not used to cleaning them so no one else can find them. This should be interesting.
3: Yeah. Roger, if you don't mind my saying, I I think I've seen you before. Oh,
1: really? Where are you from?
3: I work in Baltimore.
1: Johns Hopkins. You, uh, get gas outside of Fells Point?
5: Fells <laughs> Point? Oh my <laughs> god!
1: That's so funny. I work at a, uh. I work at a shell station. About a mile and a half outside of Fells Point.
3: In fact, I have been to that shell station. It's good to see you again.
1: You too. What a coincidence. Although, from what I understand, nothing's a coincidence here, Delta Green.
3: Never. I was sorry, I was shaking my head. For those of us <laughs> listening at home. No.
0: In my experience, nothing is a coincidence these days. In fact, I remember reading about a Contra-Guerrilla operation in the Congo sometime in 1985. It involved a Dutch oil interest... Shell Incorporated, in fact. You wouldn't happen to know anything about that, would you, Roger?
1: I just fill up gas tanks and push gas station crab cakes. I don't know what goes on with the <laughs> man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they do at Maryland Shells? They, when, they when you're a mile and a half of outside
1: of Fells Point, we serve crab cakes <laughs> at the <laughs> Shell.
3: And they're delicious. Off a of 95. <laughs> they just put the crab cakes on the hot dog rollers So they just kind yeah. of like they keep <laughs> little, rotating. rotating or keep rotating <laughs>
1: They're always warm and they're delicious Penis shaped crab cakes <laughs> That's what we're
3: known for here In Maryland What was it, Fells Church? Bell's point, Fells no, point. Point. point
0: You look like someone who knows how to get their hands dirty And I'm not just talking about with Penis shaped crab sticks Or with a dipstick for that matter
1: the hell I think you you've killed someone before it?
0: You look like a killer when I look into your
1: eyes. Haven't we all killed someone? Isn't that why we're here?
2: That's the answer, huh? Haven't we all killed someone? No, we haven't all killed people. That's not a normal thing for most people. I'm sorry,
0: doctor, but looking at Roger's file, he has a reason to have killed someone as a special operations member, and I am authorized by the United States federal government to kill if it means protecting the citizens of this great nation. But why would you, a medical doctor who is back? Bound by the Hippocratic Oath to do no harm, why would you have killed someone? Answer me.
2: Wow. I mean, really antagonistic.
1: All standing outside of the Nissan.
2: Yeah. (laughs) All just, like, waiting to get in the Nissan. He slams his hand on the Nissan. Yeah, can we have this conversation while you're driving to the East Village? It's a 2007 V6 Maxima
0: now that we're back in time. If it's present day, it's a 2015 hybrid.
2: Oh, right, I yeah, yeah. Life. I'm sorry to throw you off on the timing, but... Uh, oh, no problem. It had to happen. I've met a lot of men like you. What's your name again?
3: Agent...
4: Come
0: Agent Solace.
4: Solace. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> You're <laughs> special <ages>. operations. No,
3: <laughs> I, I wasn't. Special I know ops. You. Agent I know you, Roger, but... I've met a lot of men like you, Special Agent Solace... I think what you're about to see in the next few years of your service with Delta Green, you'll have to—you'll find plenty of occasion to break all oaths you've ever sworn.
2: Mm. Boom! We sort of pull back, and we see the car now moving through traffic on uh, going down the BQE, heading to the East Village. So we then yes. move to a shot crossing over. Manhattan Bridge And then flowing down in To the East Village uh, Kind of a run down area A little packed um, It starts to rain Just just lightly It was overcast And now it's just spitting a little bit You guys Question uh, For yeah. uh, reality's sake uh, If I want to get to
1: 10th and B Is the Manhattan Bridge really the way you'd want to go?
2: <laughs> yeah really? Is like the Manhattan <laughs> Bridge?
3: <laughs> what time what of is day is that? I just
1: had a note? It's ruining the reality for me. I don't know if I'd take the Manhattan Bridge to get but to. Why 10 would we base. take the BQE
3: from Long Island City?
1: Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> it makes no sense. I know it was oh nine, but come on. I, th- I think you would. Really? Yeah. Would
3: you just take the Queensboro? Get down, like, go down. Just head down the FDR. All
2: right, you can take the Queensboro, go down the FDR, whatever you want to do.
3: That's fine. <laughs> I'm going to bring up Google Maps real quick. Can you po- can you pre can you like go to 2009 Google Maps?
1: <laughs> I think they have that. Yeah, I think, I think we're you probably...
3: back in the versions? I
0: think we're taking, like... Uh, I think we're taking, like, 8th Street across instead of 14th Street, and as we yeah, get close... Yeah, you gotta do that. As we get close to kind of uh, Christopher Street uh, and kind of where the whole, like, Greenwich Ave, right where all the avenues break that's, down... That's West Village. Christopher
3: in the West Village, Grant. I know. Jesus. He's Come looking... Grant. Uh, the
0: uh, Agent Solace <laughs> is looking down 8th Street towards there and thinking about the time he took his ex-wife... To dinner at Sushi Nakazawa over there is the most expensive meal he's ever purchased for his wife, um, Imelda Flores And he thinks about, uh, you know, maybe if he got the right kind of sushi and brought it back home He could rekindle that romance But then he thinks back to how beautiful Special Agent Dash has looked lately He, he rear-ends the car in front of him, lost in reverie
1: <laughs> Right, and then he realizes that the only two options are to either take the Williamsburg Bridge
2: or the Midtown Tunnel <laughs> Yep.
1: You no, talking no, no, about? I'm, take.
2: I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I did mean the Williamsburg Bridge, the one that leads oh, off on Delancey Street.
1: That is why fine. Would you,
3: but why would you do that? You just take the just take the, the Queensboro. We're right there. No toll.
1: Matthew, you, know, no, you think you're right there, but move. you're not. You're not. You want to go all the way down Third Ave in that traffic? No, you take the BQE.
3: <laughs> you take the FDR. I would
1: take Listen, the Midtown Tunnel. I would pay the extra for the toll and just you'd get pay there. You eight
3: bucks for that toll. We got to be back in 48 hours. Well, it's on the it's on Delta Creek. <laughs> but then that's going to dump... The Midtown Tunnel's going to dump us out on 34th Street. How what, what are you going to get downtown? What How hospital go- do you work at, doctor? What do they pay you? Why don't you want to pay the fee? I work... This is... I'm not on the hospital's dime right now, special agent. Salas. How are the crab cakes in New York?
2: <laughs> he asks as, uh, As, uh, Special agent. Uh, uh, what's your name? Riker Salas. Uh... Manages to find a, a parking spot near uh, <laughs> near uh, what's over there? Tom- is East it Tompkins Square Park? This yeah. is yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, near Tompkins Square Park, uh, pulls over, finds a spot. Pat, 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 pat. Rain on the windshield. You know
3: what we're not far from right now?
2: Kim's video on St. Mark's, where I was that's a true. member,
1: and it was that's 09, right. So, yep. So, LaValle Valley <laughs> was there.
3: Yeah, not no, there. Wait, that's not his location.
2: Yeah, no, the characters down. walk by see a filthy failure sitting behind the desk of kim's video (laughs) they walk continue on to 10th street a couple blocks north and then over between b and c so i have a question about gameplay
3: yes here so if this were pathfinder i would say can i roll perception to see if we're being followed like that kind of thing is that Mm -hmm. is that something i would do in in delta green
2: Uh, No, it isn't. Um, You would have an alertness check that would be uh, determined automatically by the skill level of your special ops guy, and he would be able to tell you flat out that nobody's following you. I got an 80% alertness. Exactly. So you wouldn't need to roll. If somebody was following you, I would just tell you you were being followed because of how skillful he is uh, at that. Got it. Yeah, Roger Cumstone may seem aloof, but he is hyper-aware. Yeah, it, it puts a lot of, I think, a lot more pressure on the handler to know the characters a little bit better, uh, and to, because like you don't just ask to roll checks. You sort of, I need to know what you guys are good at or not, and make sure I'm giving you that information. But yeah, you can always ask. Can I use my alertness to do this, to do that? But a lot of times you're not going to roll. Uh, you're just going to either pass or fail. Uh, the only time you're going to roll is when like your life is on the line or seconds matter. Um. All right, you guys head. Up to this apartment building And uh You have the keys You open up the door Go into the building You know it's on the fourth floor And you start walking up These stairs Get to the fourth floor Walk down the hall Walk up It's a walk up There's a few apartments on this floor And you find yourself outside the door to 4B Seems undisturbed Um It's a regular door in the hallway Go to the map. Oh, this is what I was wondering.
1: Is there a map? Well, there's a map in Joe O'Brien's uh, Delta Green games. Because I, I love maps. I still have a map of Thompson Square Park up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> look at that! Uh, look at that tile you found. Exactly. Look at that. Right, that sweet rug. It's a rug. Oh, oh wow! Rug. Wow! I, was not uh, expecting no, I just this. put a bunch of minis on there, so I don't know. Well, there is a scientist. Wait, who's this other
1: guy? And that guy.
2: No, unfortunately, there's no huge. Dude's huge jacked man. Yeah. The one
0: of the one of the hitman looking character in the gray suit is perfect for me.
2: Okay. I'll
3: take this I'll take the scientist.
2: Alright, Troy. Unfortunately the huge dude is left with the like. <laughs> I'll be the guy. briefcase guy. Looks
3: Brief, like the yeah, the naval officers guy. in dress uniform, one of them with a gun, and the waiter.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'll be the I'll be the waiter. He's got a crab cake in his hand. I can't believe I they had a, a crab cake food truck outside here at the corner of 10th and C. It's so 2009. The
3: food truck craze is just about to boom.
0: Well, it's so close lucky. to the sea, Roger. Where do you expect they get crabs from?
2: Good you call. You guys you just stand outside this door. Uh, what do you do? You have the key to the apartment. Steve says we should go in.
0: Uh. Agent Riker, I think, opens it and uses his forensics capabilities to scope out the room as soon as he gets in. He's used to looking at a crime scene. He's thinking about that scene in The Wire, where Bunk and McNulty kind of like look at the gunshots entering fuck, in, and it's, fuck,
5: fuck,
2: fuck, yeah, fuck. Uh, okay, he opens up the door, and you guys walk Should into I the apartment. So do what you want with your minis. Move them about as you see fit. You walk in to see... Over to your right... uh, First thing you notice is sort of a bland apartment overall. Not much going on. And uh, the pallid uh, smell of cigarette smoke in the air. You look over to your left. There's a kitchen right as you walk in. And uh, there's a mess of some dirty dishes and stuff like that around... Uh, nothing too crazy to your right you see a living room with a couch pointed across at uh, an ancient TV uh, an old set you know not HD an old tube style TV antennas uh, coffee table in front of the couch has a scattering of magazines Sports Illustrated mostly uh, and a, a box of donuts that's just like sort of rotting crumbling stale um the first thing you notice it looks like you guys all kind of split up uh so that uh, special agent cumstone went into the kitchen um our doctor moved down the hallway where she immediately saw to the left a bathroom and then to the right a a closed door and then another door that was ajar uh that reveals a bedroom And then, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, what's his name? What's your name? Federal agent? Salas. 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 Salas went into the living room. So let's start in the kitchen where um, our special ops guy walks in. You know, you you don't see anything particularly interesting here beyond, uh, you know, it's a relatively bare kitchen, cans, pop. Pans, pans, boxes, that kind of stuff. Like, n- nothing that interesting. Uh, you do see on the refrigerator, there's a, a paper that is uh, stuck to the fridge on a magnet. Um, and I'll show it to you if you go over to your Roll20 journal. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, oh come oh. on.
3: <laughs> it is a Did you
1: ask one of your children to draw this. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> right. Specifically for this game. <laughs> it's
3: amazing.
1: It says Grandpa. It's misspelled. Grandpa Cassie. Cassie, maybe? No, there's, maybe two, people. there's two
3: people here. It's standing in front of yeah. the window. It's Cassie and Grandpa. And two in front of stars. Window.
1: Oh, this is amazing and
4: terrifying!
0: And depending on your child's uh, sense of perspective, there's a door right by the window and a door in the ceiling.
1: A door, like a... Yeah. Yeah.
3: The 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 people are basically scribbles, but I think they're clearly identifiable as people.
2: Cassie and Grandpa. Huh. Uh, I I open up the fridge. You you open up the fridge. Yeah. You don't see anything unusual. uh, A flat... Half full bottle of Diet Coke, uh, butter, you know, just kind of standard stuff you would see in a fridge. Nothing unusual. Um, we go across to the living room, where Special Agent Riker Salas is looking around. Again, you see these magazines, uh, just a mess on the coffee table, donuts, that kind of stuff. Old TV. You look all around there, you don't see anything. N- nothing of particular interest. Scientist or uh, physician, Dr. Lyra, uh, Westover, yeah, Dr. You, Westover, you peek into the bathroom and you see that the shower, uh, has like a sliding glass door that is cracked. You also see some broken glass on the floor. I'm sorry. Broken ceramic on the floor. That's just sort of like shoved up against like underneath the sink and a sink and a toilet. Pretty plain. Um, nothing Medicine much. Cabinet? You also, um, what was your forensic skill? My forensic skill is a 20. Uh, with a 20, you do detect the uh, faint scent of a corpse uh, that you didn't detect in the living room. And you know pretty much immediately as a physician that he died in this room. Got it. Oh. Is there a medicine cabinet?
3: There is. Can I uh, open it with my gloved hand? hmm. What are you looking for? I just want to see what medications he's on. You always look at somebody's
2: medicine cabinet. That's how you find the best stuff out. Use your rubber gloves. Open up the medicine cabinet. Um, you see a uh, prescription in there for something called Losartan. Uh, 100 milligrams. You also see some over-the-counter hemorrhoid medication. Um, I'll take that. Q- Q-tips. Uh, <laughs> toothpaste. Used toothpaste tube um and other, that other than that not much um it's kind of Losart- dirt,
3: Lo- dirty what's
2: losartan i mean the
3: doctor would probably know yep uh, the, doc-
2: the doctor would know that losartan is pretty standard medication prescribed for hypertension high blood pressure Any diet died there's a isn't. pharmacy skilled what's your pharmacy skill 50 yeah 50, So yeah, yeah you goal. would know immediately oh immediately. Losartan?
1: yeah that's amazing
2: if uh, uh, Special cool. Agent Riker walks
0: by with a 50 in forensics, does anything else pop up to him?
2: You have a 50 in forensics? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, nothing pops up to you. Um, but that is awesome. He died in here. Yep. You, get, you, you say he died in here. You lean your head in and you know that she's correct. A um, little more up the hallway, you see. You can peer in. You see a queen-size bed and a bureau. In a rather plain bedroom, a window looks out to another building to the east. There's also one more closed door across from the bedroom. I think we've seen everything here. Let's just call it a day. <laughs> As call the, it a day and get some crab cakes. <laughs> As the doctor walks into the bedroom, you notice oh. on the bureau to your left... Uh, there is... It's a dresser, basically. And, uh, on top of the... This chest of drawers, you see there are are several photos. Uh, there's a man. Uh, um, and a woman looks like his wife. Probably you know that he had a wife who passed away. It's probably a picture of him and his wife. You also see two high school graduation pictures.
1: Marlene and Sharon and Michael's graduation.
2: You also see a photograph of a child Cassie a ceramic paperweight with a child's handprint and the name Cassie, age four, crudely painted on the paperweight. Hmm. Must have been Sharon's
1: gone. kid. Maybe Michael's. Uh,
2: yes.
3: <laughs> it's a logical assumption. <laughs> One or the other.
2: I'm very low Yeah, You are such a good detective, dude. Oh, your talents are wasted at that gas station.
3: This is not why Cubstone is here. (laughs) Um, Does the paperweight bear any resemblance
1: to the ceramic? I
2: was like, he'll be useless in that apartment.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Unless shit goes down. Right. You never know if shit might go
5: down, Sony.
3: Does the ceramic paperweight bear any resemblance to the shattered ceramic that was in the bathroom? No. Ooh, interesting. Do we know, did the, the Shattered Ceramic The Shattered Ceramic,
2: ceramic, the c- shattered ceramic um, it, it looks like it was probably like a toothbrush holder or something of that nature that fell from the sink and crashed. A neti pot? But, yeah. Um,
1: Why, though? Like, is that, did he, did he die while brushing his teeth and then he
0: bet he fell on the toilet or something because when you have a heart attack and you're standing up your head might like hit like the edge of a, of a ceramic or something and oh crack good it.
1: point hypertension medicine maybe had a heart attack and just knocked shit over as he was falling to the ground yeah,
2: um, um, yeah. I again, what, again I just want to reinforce it's not a murder mystery and right. you know like you're here to clear out any evidence of Delta Green work they know how he died and they're, they're, nobody's suspicious of anything
1: Let's, okay. uh, that's good Let's to rifle through. Yeah, the so, bed I mean, and... like,
2: you can keep your mind open in case something was never suspected by anyone, but you're not here to solve a murder, just just so we're clear. That, that can get is... lost in the shuffle with these kind of games.
3: I'm going to start going through the dresser if uh, Agent Solace is going to go through the bed. Yep. Cumstone will go to that other door.
2: Okay. Uh, Cumstone goes to the other door as they start rooting around in the bed and the dresser. Uh,. You go to that other door, open it up, and you see a uh, an, a completely normal and unremarkable linen closet.
0: Um, is there anything uh, that's found in our two searches, or are we still just
3: rifling through?
2: Yeah, you guys are looking through his clothes and stuff like that, and you don't find anything of interest.
3: Is this a closet? On the, uh, the south side of the bedroom? Yep.
2: So you open that up. It's a sliding door. Uh, sliding door closet. And it, it opens up to reveal a closet. Shoes, hanging clothes. You guys peek around. Move some things around. You don't see anything of interest. Nothing like a safe or a hidden compartment
3: or anything like that.
2: What's your uh, alertness? 20. A yeah, 50
3: for, for the agent.
2: 80 for me. I'm in another room, though. Yeah, you guys don't see any hidden safe or anything like that.
0: Let's hope that the last door leads to an office with files of some sort. He worked for the IRS. He's used to working with documents. Let's hope we can find something there and eliminate the evidence. So, uh, Agent uh, Solace will open the door.
2: Agent Solace opens up the last door to the place, the only part that you haven't uh, examined yet, and... Gets what he wants. Oh, oh great. Uh, uh, sure enough, uh, it's an office. Uh, you you do see that there's a desk, uh, papers, paperwork around. There's tons of filing cabinets, uh, and immediately as you guys all walk in here, you're like, oh man, th- there is there is a lot here, like a lot. And if you want to go through this uh, and thoroughly examine it, it's going to take you several hours. Well, that's what we're here for, isn't it? We got forty-two left. Okay, so you guys
1: start. It took us t-
0: six hours because we took the BQE over here.
1: That's right. We gonna have, have more time. Gonna have <laughs> more
2: time. Went all the way down to the Manhattan <laughs> Bridge. Why are we going to we the Why we going we're to halfway Manhattan halfway Bridge?
3: To, we went halfway see. to
2: Flushing before we turned back. You stopped <laughs> off to watch a game of adult softball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, oh. you you step into this room, and you guys split up the work. Uh, what's everybody's accounting skills? Uh, base of 10%. 10. 10. All right. Uh, so then this process is going to take you guys five hours of work to go through all all this stuff.
1: This is our job. This is the job.
2: Now you're going into the evening. Uh, you guys start to get a little bit hungry. Um, do you, do you do anything uh, about that or are you just going to kind of, Eat later because it's getting on to like eight nine o'clock. You haven't found anything of, of interest. I can let's, go a long time. Let's without send eating. out
3: uh, Agent Cumstone for uh, make a bodega run for
0: some lobster rolls. I mean you crab cakes.
3: You two are already hungry.
1: Guess you don't know what it's like to be in a foxhole <laughs> fourteen days straight.
0: Did you fight in and, World War One?
3: <laughs> <That's what, laughs> they Grant, called so Fox- mean. They had so foxholes in World War II. All right.
4: And
0: foxholes in are Vietnam, you,
1: Roger?
4: Right?
1: You don't know what I've seen, but what? who wants a cheeseburger? <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's like make a it, patty, patty melt for me. Make it a deluxe. Patty for the doctor
1: and a deluxe. Great. I wonder if the McDonald's around here... Have crab cakes, (laughs) (laughs) and Comstone leaves to uh, to do a uh, food run.
2: Comstone, as you walk out the door, you walk straight into an older woman who's moving down the hallway. Oh, she's walking by and she bumps into you. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Sorry, what? You coming out of Mister Bowman's apartment?
1: Yes, it was a uh, family friend. I was oh. asked to come here and get some things for the funeral.
5: Oh, well, I'm so sorry for your loss. It was a terrible thing. Terrible thing. You know, he was in there three days before they found it.
1: Oh, I wasn't aware. Did, did you happen to... uh see him before he passed or after
5: no I, I i didn't i didn't see him after either i i didn't see him right before he passed I knew him you know we're neighbors but i i didn't see him much
2: he he kind of kept to himself you know ever since his wife died so yes. i I left him to his to himself and he was a nice man, though. It was a terrible thing. And I'm glad to hear that uh, that his family's getting ready for everything. So I'm, I'm sorry I bothered you. What is your, perse- uh, your persuasion?
1: <laughs> I have an eight charisma, so I'm sure it's the base. 20%. 20%. Yeah.
2: Fuck. Okay. You got to make a roll. Okay. That's what we're here for. What do I roll? We're here for every once in a while. I roll a D100,
1: and I got to roll under 20. You got to roll 20 or less. This is ridiculous. I love it. It makes total sense. Like, this is not his jam.
2: I I can't believe you're the one that walked out. If either of the other two walk out, automatic pass. 53. She just nods. Okay, well, give my best to your family and to everyone else. Roll a human int. Oh my god, I have an 80 in that.
0: <laughs> Jesus, I should have gotten the food.
2: I have the base of 10.
1: Oh so, no. So this is intuition to, to try and see This is see so, perfect perfect it. it's it's so perfect that it's oh, you. It's so perfect that it's you. Is it
2: human intelligence or intuition? Yeah, human yeah, intelligence. Yeah, human intu- intelligence, intuition. It's It basically, to me, it's like all 10. of... It's all of, like, perception, knowledge, local, and sense motive rolled into one skill.
1: Trying to figure <sighs> out, wait a minute, something seems a little
2: off here. Or does it?
3: Or, like, what is she thinking?
2: Yeah, yeah 62. 62, yeah. So you're like, cool, see ya lady. And you walk down the hall. And as you walk down and hit the stairs and disappear around the corner, she's still staring after you. And her face hardens. And we cut away Back To everybody like Rooting through the uh, The files Comstone Has no idea He's just on his way To Mickey T's He won't He probably won't even Mention the encounter To the two other ones This is I mean Horrible (laughs) Horrible (laughs) Alright So You two guys Uh Uh Dr. Lyra One job to do (laughs) You should have just
1: Shot her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not for nothing. You sent me to do the food run because you thought I, I was know. useless. And look what happened.
3: <laughs> <All the viewers laughs> you're not good at that <laughs> either. Well, okay. What are you no, supposed
1: to I do? can't do anything. Because if shit goes down, you're going to be glad I'm here. <laughs> All right, I think so, I have
0: the same to unarmed combat and firearms as you.
4: I was in a foxhole. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a foxhole. <laughs> Steve, Steve. You guys, Steve. Uh, we, go
2: back, we go back to... Um, Special Agent Riker Salas and Dr. Lyra... What's your last name? Westover. Dr. Lyra Westover, rooting through. And Agent Salas, you pick up a a particular manila folder, open it up. You see something interesting. There's a document. There's an official deed granted by Essex County, New York, for a home that is owned by Clyde. Owned by Clyde Bauman. And it's upstate. As soon as you look at it...
3: That's really upstate, isn't
2: it? Mm-hmm. You realize...
0: West, West Orange. Oh no, New Jersey or New York? No, Essex New York. County, New
3: York. Is Essex by, County, is New York. Up by Vermont.
2: You look at this okay. and you see that... Immediately... A red flag goes up And you It's possible That you're looking at An alternate location That could have Potentially sensitive material That your handler Didn't mention Or maybe didn't know about
4: Yeah
0: Doctor we've got to get out of here Have you gone through all of your documents I found another Property owned by Our Clyde Bowman But it's in Essex County That's a five hour drive from here (laughs) Oh,
3: gosh. It's like <laughs> have I, have we, I found anything interesting?
2: Um, no. You haven't found anything have I, interesting.
0: Leave everything that you see here as it is. Our enemies have to not know that we've been here. We need it to complete to look,
3: our work here before we go to a second location.
2: I think we have.
3: Have we finished? our? We Basically, you feel like we've gone through all the files here?
2: You've gone through all the files. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do another sweep of the apartment? Yeah, yeah, I think. Okay. We'll yeah. so, for, like secret compartments to put, and stuff yes. like that. So, I mean, you literally, you take all these hours uh, and you're into the evening now. Um, we'll say that uh, that you arrive back, Roger, and you guys have food. And while you're eating and discussing what to do next, uh, it's on Dr. Lyra's mind just to, to keep doing a once over of everything. And, Doctor, you see uh, up by the door, the door that you entered, which, pardon me, uh, is not represented well by me uh, on the map, but uh, with the door open, uh, it just concealed, and then uh, the um, Roger left, came back. You guys were in that back room. You hadn't noticed until you stopped and ate. Maybe you ate in the living room. Maybe you're just eating, standing up in the kitchen. But you notice just inside of the wall of the kitchen behind the door where it would have been concealed by an open door is a small key hook and there's a ring of keys hanging on the hook uh, the doctor will bag him and take him with us Okay. that even um, look like
3: a house, house key what kind of keys are they house keys yeah. safety deposit box keys
2: they're, they're pretty standard keys uh, in terms of size, uh, but they are mo- all marked. They're all marked with uh, colored rubber trims, uh, mm-hmm. different colors. There's a red key, a green key, a blue key, a black key, and a yellow key. There's five different keys uh, on the chain. The only one that's remarkably different. The, the red key is identical to the key you use to get in here, uh, if you compare. The yellow one is the only one that sort of stands out. It has S ampersand G engraved into it. And does um, Roger have military science land?
1: Yeah, land. That's my jam. 60%. 60%.
2: If you take a look at these keys... Let me take you a look at that, Doctor. You are able to identify this key as uh, it's a brand. It's a brand on the key. It's Sergeant and Green Lead Locks. It's a brand of locks. You know them to be the strongest, most expensive, and most respected padlocks on the market, and they're used by the military. And and like people that can afford them, they're extremely high high power uh, quality padlocks.
1: You see these? These are S and G locks. These are military grade locks. They're the best in the business. What is an
3: IRS man doing with locks like these? There's nothing in the apartment we we saw that that was padlocked or could have been padlocked.
2: Nope. No, yeah, nothing in the apartment.
3: Maybe something upstate. Uh, we should uh the the doctor will give uh our uh, handler a call on a cell. Miles Velasquez? Hello. Miles Velasquez. Do they have oh, cell
1: phones maybe. in 2009? They d- yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they did.
2: They did. Uh he he slides the answer should fax on, him on his uh, sure. iPhone 2. Was it an iPhone 2 in 2009? Something yeah, I like think it's uh, 2G. No, I mean, it no, might they be the were
3: 3G year. No, it was it, yeah, it was at least the 3G, 2009. Yeah, it's 3GS. So I, I think I had a black. I think I still had a BlackBerry in 2009.
1: Well, you said it's spring, summer, June 19th of 20 uh, 2009. The uh, 3GS came out.
2: Yes, the classic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Agent Velasquez waited in line for 14 hours to get the 3GS. <laughs> just just about a week ago.
1: He's Good actually
0: going to another Apple unboxing today. That's why I had to leave so quickly. <laughs>
1: that's what it was. Well, just, the 3GS was superior to 3G, so that's just smart on Agent Velasquez's part.
2: Uh, he answers the phone.
3: Velasquez. Agent Velasquez. This is, this is Dr. Westover.
1: Tell him
2: cumstones here, too. Uh, you hear, like, shuffle, 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 shuffle. Uh, sorry about that. Yes, uh, and you getting some papers out. We discovered uh, Dr. a Dr. Westover, Yes.
3: We discovered a deed at the location for a possible deed. second abode storage unit. We don't know in upstate New York, Essex
2: County. Shit. What about uh, what about in the location there in the apartment? Uh, anything? Anything out of the
3: ordinary? Keys to military grade locks. Tell them. Tell them, Doctor. It's a good point. Yes, thank you, Sergeant. What was what was your rank in the army? I was third. <laughs> <laughs> he was a third I'm, I'm sure he was at least a sergeant of some kind So sergeant You, are, Com- you sergeant a Comstone, yeah. We used our own system Sergeant <laughs> Comstone found us uh,
0: <laughs> They just use whatever they feel like in the military
3: Huh, Troy? It
1: was, was foxhole logic
3: Sergeant Comstone has found uh, Identified a military A key to a military grade lock Padlock We've done nothing of the sort here Ah, interesting
2: Yeah, I don't know, um that's that's frustrating I, I i sorry to put it on you but i, I think you got to yeah clear the other location as well if it's definitely a, a a home that he owns uh we don't know if something else might be in there especially if you found nothing in the apartment there's a, there's a chance that you know that he kept stuff there so uh do me a favor and um why why you take the night you rest uh with the apartment cleared we you still have another day to do it so uh get some sleep uh, head out in the morning uh Upstate. How far upstate? How far?
3: Five hours. Near Lake Placid. Five hours. Apparently it's near Lake Placid. Maybe we should head up now and get an a B&B. He's
2: just never been up there. Um, uh, no, sorry. The budget does not uh, allow for staying overnight. Uh, un- I'll have to get that cleared. I mean, if you really think you have to stay overnight, I can look into it. But if you could drive up there and just check out the location, clear that as well, then we're done. Uh, you could drive back and be back in the city by tomorrow night. Uh, you don't really need to stay over. But if you find something there that, that needs further investigation and uh, you either need to stay over or you need uh, uh, some backup up there, you just let me know. I'll take care of it. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, Agent
3: Velasquez. Do we have a place to stay in the city? Yeah, of course oh, you got a place to stay
2: in the city. Is it your couch? Or we all no. asleep? Or... No, you're staying at the, uh, the Hilton Garden in uh, LaGuardia. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, right,
2: right. All right. No, all right, no, no, no expense pad for uh, Stay stealthy in green airport agents. Airport
1: Hilton. We're checking <laughs> tomorrow. Farther from Lake Placid.
2: Uh. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah.
3: All right. So, let's wrap up here. Yeah. One, uh, one last once over. Let's all Check do f-
1: a, a lap. I got an 80 alertness, but that's more like if shit's going down, not true perception. Yeah, you perception. guys do another
2: lap. Nothing.
3: No
1: okay. floorboards
2: he, 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 Yeah, he doesn't like have it. anything here of sensitive uh, Delta Green level.
3: Okay. Let's take the deed and the keys and uh, leave everything else exactly how we found it.
0: Yep. And yep. if my forensic skill helps us cover up our tracks at all, I'll use it. Troy, if you only went to high school, you were probably a non-commissioned officer in the Green Berets, so you'd probably be like a staff sergeant.
3: He's, a, he's definitely a sergeant of some kind. You, yeah. all, you, all you needed was a high school diploma To be a Green Beret yeah, so. yeah,
0: but you'd probably be an NCO You probably wouldn't be an officer Unless you stayed in and ranked up a lot
1: <sighs> You haven't seen what he's seen He's
2: that a fossil. third, Grant Now shut
5: it What are you doing right? over, God, about you? I mean, God, you over there? You went over there? Let's go to the Hilton
2: <laughs> Alright, let's go to the I Hilton <laughs> Alright, you guys go to the Hilton uh, Check into your rooms You have multiple rooms um, Spare no expense Yeah you sleep the night, except for Dr. Lyra. Unfortunately, not able Westover. to... Dr. Westover, sorry. I-, I keep calling you by your first name. It's just rude. It's just rude. Well, um, it was the O 9s Yeah. Um, roll a sanity test. Oh, gosh. Ooh. Okay. Everyone? No, just uh, Dr. Westover, because she has nightmares. So- I do, too. What's
3: my score? Is it my sa- my sanity points, or this is my power? What is it?
2: Uh, it? You roll a D100. You need to roll your sanity score or lower. Okay. Current sanity score. What's your current sanity score? 56. Uh, 68. Oh, no. Jeepers, dude. You okay. might go past your breaking point. So, I mean, you just have a, a, a terrible, terrible nightmare Um, but most of the way you power your way through, you take one point of sanity damage on a 1d4. So not too bad. All right. Just this, like, weird... What what did she dream? Presaging
1: dream of what they're going to find in Essex County. Yeah, what what did you find in Essex County in your
3: dream? I think she dreamt of walking through a field, trying to find a particular lot. She came up to it, and it was an overgrown shack in a clearing. Tall grass. No one's, no, no one's kept up the, uh, the landscaping. And she just walked over to the shack and it just started shaking and shaking and shaking. And then the whole thing split open and the whole thing went black and there was just an eye looking directly into her, but felt like directly into her soul. And then she woke up.
2: <laughs> bottle cap. Uh, but there's no bottle caps, which is so awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you take one point of sanity damage. I'm going to say sure. bottle cap every time you do something awesome. And the best part about it is it can't help you because you're so utterly fucked in Delta Green.
3: Troy
1: would love this. Yeah. yeah. No, this is my kind of system. Now, I, I suffer from
2: bad dreams, too, but I don't have it as bad as her. Yeah, she has an actual mechanical mental disorder right now of sleeplessness. That's so That's right. that's why I'm triggering that. We could do it for you for flavor, for fun, but... I want to try to stick no, to the system fine. as much as I think. Uh, okay. All right, let's get on the road. Now, I don't know that that necessarily means, Matthew, that you take sanity damage every day, but I'm just sort of playing it right now, but whatever. Yeah. No, it's fun. Uh, so we're into right.
0: until like six hours worth of our day gone already, and we have a, like a five-hour drive ahead of us, right? Yeah. Okay.
2: What time did we wake up? Yeah, so what time do you guys hit the road? It's up to you. Early. Like it's 5 a.m. 5 a.m. 5 a.m. It's 5.30. <laughs> 30. We'll leave at 5.30.
3: 5:15. Unfortunately, we can't, we can't get our complimentary breakfast from the Hilton Because they don't serve breakfast that early But we'll get something on the way It's alright, we'll find a crab cake shack on
2: the we'll way stop. We'll stop at a brewery in Kingston
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm get sure brunch. there'll be a, a roadside
1: crab cake
2: stand on the it way to upstate New York <laughs> Alright Fresh crabs
0: Anyone want any?
2: You guys hit out again. I love this In like way. I want to imagine. I can't picture the exact movie, but I've seen a bunch of movies like this, you know. Gray skies, no sound effects, just the music and like the car driving over the Triborough Bridge. Mhm. Then curving up making its way over the uh oh, what's it called? North of the George Washington the uh, Tappan Z, over the Tappan mm-hmm. Zee, to 87. Up 87. and uh never
1: take the Tappan Z to Lake Placid. You
2: make your way to the address on the deed, which was uh 298 Red Fox Way in Keene, New York. It's called. Keene, New York. Ke- K-E-E-N-E. Not Keene, New Hampshire? Alright. You're working off of a GPS on your iPhone 3GS, which you just can't believe. Up. They
1: no, we'd, have a, this we'd have a We'd have a Garmin. They named <laughs> the street after the late comedian Red Fox.
2: <laughs> That's right. It's a Garmin. That's good. Yes. And yes, the late comedian Red Fox is very good too, Troy.
3: Don't let that go. Uh, Keene is, Keen is an actual town.
2: Yeah, it is. It is. Looking at it. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah it's right near Lake. Pl-
1: Wait, it's in Keene. Yeah. You pass yeah. through Keene on the way to Lake Placid. When you get off the highway, you go through Keene Valley. And keen on the way to Lake Pleasant. It's up in the mountains,
0: and it's a it's a sure four is. hour thirty eight minute drive. So hopefully we miss some Dude, traffic. With
1: traffic. It's at least
2: five. We left at yeah.
0: five thirty in the morning. Five thirty in the morning. We're gonna beat traffic
2: it. out of the city. You burn up there. Um, what do you guys talk about on the on the long drive? Anything in particular? Is it a lot of silence, or is there a lot of talking? The doctor oh, tries I- to sleep.
1: Yeah, I assume I'm sitting in the back by myself While the two of them are up front
2: Okay, so the, the doctor kind of rudely Passes out in the passenger seat <laughs> Yes
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: What about I gave her no choice
3: yeah. I mean, she doesn't actually sleep She's got a sleep disorder, but
2: she closes her eyes What about, what about Agent Solace What's he thinking Agent? while he's driving If he's not talking
0: Agent Solace is looking up at the green LED clock in the dash in the middle of the car where he has a worn-out wallet-sized picture of his son Maxim scotch-taped <laughs> next to the clock so he looks over at it and remembers why he's working it every time.
5: And he looks so at the the,
0: the the doctor sleeping next to him and thinks about how his son would fall asleep after he would take him to games at Nationals Park. He loves baseball, and he loves Cracker Jacks, and he loves spending time with his son. And he looks back at Roger in the back seat and says... In the rear view? Yeah, in the rear view. Looks at him in, in there and says, I don't know what we're going to find upstate, but I hope your training comes in handy, Roger. And he grips the wheel, and he slowly pushes his the ball of his feet to the throttle to accelerate up to Mm. 95 an hour he's not worried about being pulled over. There's a federal agent.
2: Again, the camera drops back for a second watching the car. We don't hear revving. We don't hear fast noises. We just hear the music. And And you see, like... Passing. (laughs) Car's in the right lane. (laughs) You
0: see, like, a (laughs) low-angle shot and, like, a bunch of papers flying past the wheels as as the air
2: kicks it up. He's just flying. And then we come back into the car. What does Roger respond?
1: What's the rush?
0: We only have forty eight hours to clear out this place, or else Delta Green could be found out. Got a lot of enemies out there, Roger. More than just on the battlefield. It's a battle for hearts and minds in this world today, not just bodies.
1: Who's the kid? Points to the picture of your <laughs> son.
4: Yes
1: As as the doctor is just nodding off in the passenger. <laughs> So glad you took yourself out of this,
2: Matthew.
3: She's trying to nod off. (laughs) If you guys could just keep quiet.
0: That's Maxim. He's, uh, four years old, you know. The same age as, uh, as Cassie, Bauman's granddaughter.
1: They say, uh... Crab as it is at its most
2: ripe and for you. <laughs> oh
1: my oh god. god!
2: All right, we've lost Troy. He's not yeah. to roleplay. <laughs> I just yeah. like the
3: idea that like his whole <laughs> role play
5: is based <laughs> around obsession with crab cakes. I mean, how did this not make it into I'm his about.
2: motivations? He wants to that's be a all crab. Got.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's all oh he's got. God. That's his Troy only point good. of reference.
3: <laughs> Troy is so punchy right now. It's getting very
1: late. So, is there a crab is at its most ripe at four years. <laughs> well, my dad and I used to go down to Fell's Point and just look for those four-year-old crabs all the
2: day and night. A crab's you- lifespan is two to three years.
4: <laughs>
1: never did, never did find one. We <laughs> go uh, out there every weekend. <laughs>
5: We didn't find one! He Did you have swore a good... he swore we'd find one <laughs> Did you have a good
0: relationship with your father, Roger? Do you still talk to him today?
1: Yes, his name was Roger as well. He was a good Are man.
3: Roger to come son senior?
1: Yes. I had a good relationship. It's only now. Ever... Yeah. W- what happened? He's gone.
0: I'm sorry to hear that.
1: Yeah, he moved.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: Do you, uh... Did he not leave you his address when he moved? <laughs> what about his phone number?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Troy is Troy crying. Troy he continue, he's breaking down from his own joke! He's trying
0: Agent, oh, Agent Solace I, steers uh, Boar's can't. holes through his forehead as <laughs> he waits for the uh, answer from Roger.
1: There's no way. <laughs> huh? You asked me if he left an address. Before he left, he said, I want you to go out there to the dock, son. The dock that we used to go to every weekend looking for four-year-old crabs, and I'm going to find a rock. And underneath that rock, it's, it's a piece of paper that'll tell you where I am. So I went out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, was, was the it? paper waterproof? It's poop? been a good seven or eight hours still looking for four-year-old crabs, and then I... <laughs> Said you know what I'll try and find this rock And that rock I did find And underneath Was a piece of paper That said The lifespan of a crab Is two to three years <laughs> That's my dad That was his sense of humor <laughs> I don't know where he is now though That's a, t- that's
0: a tough lesson to learn At any age and as uh, we get closer, we see Keen, <sighs> 20 miles, 20 minutes away. You yeah. should wake up the doctor.
3: I've been awake this whole time. You guys would <laughs> <didn't laughs> shut up.
4: <laughs>
5: Doc, you got to do another Saturday check?
4: From <laughs> 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 listening to that story?
5: <laughs> yeah,
2: just from not sleeping and listening to that. No, no, not Really? Really? really I think, think it's really, for him? I think it's really, really funny, though, that she takes <laughs> sanity damage from listening to this absolute fucking nonsense
5: that's going
2: on while she's trying to sleep. Troy even tricked me for two seconds when he was
0: like, who's the boy? When I was like, he's going to really roleplay <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: no! No, He's not uh, really I want everyone right at point. home to know that when Troy did that, he took off his headphones so he didn't have to hear us reacting to him. <laughs>
1: it's the only way I could do it. Yeah, he and couldn't to be So he heard loud, sled, I, I had, had to like shove the headphones down.
3: Roger's a weird guy.
2: <laughs> no, Roger. Get right out of time. Right. Do we get there? Yes, you get there. Um, now I'm entering pardon. Keen. Now entering Keen. So you guys pull off an exit. And then make a couple turns, and you are suddenly, uh, rather suddenly, on uh, on a uh, like a country road, like very very small country road, um, uh, kind of winding up through the hills. And you see a mailbox uh, with the address that you need. You turn right into this driveway, and you see it's an unpaved stone. Driveway that actually it's not even stone. It's just sort of like a trail. Like it's like uh, brushed away. It's it's like dirt and rocks, uh, but it's smooth enough. You pull your what was it? Not an Altima anymore. What is it?
0: It's a Maxima right now. Right, it's a, a Maxima. It's, it's a, Nissan a Maxima. Two thousand one Nissan Maxima. It's it's seven years old, eight years old, but it, it still has good horsepower. Pull your Nissan
2: Maxima up, uh, and you see a little cabin sort of mountain home. Uh, Go ahead to the map. Go ahead and scroll down. And uh, you will see where you are. Wow. Oh, wow, 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 wow. So, cool. <clears throat> so you pull up and you see uh, in front of you is a small house. Um, nothing to. Spectacular! It's all wood. It's it's sort of actually designed to look like a cabin more than it actually is a cabin. Uh, kind of has that that decor uh, along the outside. Um, you immediately notice as you look at it that over to the right there is a, uh, a standing well, um, and then off to the right the. Uh, the paved, not paved, sorry, the like sort of trail-ish rock and dirt uh, path goes into some trees where it disappears in the distance. Uh, I don't know, maybe 30 or 40 yards from the house. Same thing on the left side, though you can't see it on the map. Uh, maybe 50, 60 yards from the house, it, it, it goes into forests as well. So it's really heavily tree-lined around here. You don't see any neighbors. There's no houses you can see. Uh, very much so a country house. Um <clears throat> You guys can't see it from this angle, but the players can. Uh, Your characters, you know, depending on how you move. There's also, uh, in the back of the house, there is uh, an outhouse uh, of sorts. A small house uh, just off to the the south. And then a... Oh, man, speaking of the dreams. A tin shed in the back.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Roger. Why don't you scout the perimeter and keep an eye out for any of those locks you're so familiar with in case we can
2: use this yellow... Colored
3: key. Yeah. Same constant key- radio, constant radio contact. We how have radio. Key- we have two-way radios, right?
2: Yeah, you have two-way radios, and you are uh, there's nowhere he could walk on the property where you can't see him. But if you guys go into the house, you wouldn't see yeah. him. So, how many keys are there? Five. Five keys. Five. One was. Uh, you already apartment. identified one as being to the apartment you were in.
1: So four could be for here. I see three structures. Keep your eyes peeled It's funny, man that worked For Delta Green For three years You'd think living out here Would be the last place he'd want to go I'm gonna case the joint And he uh, starts to walk uh, To the um, Eastern side of the building Around towards the outhouse
2: Okay What do the rest of you guys do?
0: Let's head for the house. Um, if it's oh. totally tree-lined...
2: Just
1: going and no one, right for the house?
2: No, I'm just kidding.
0: If it's totally tree-lined and no one can see us where we are right now... Unless they turn down this road. That is correct. Sp- Special Agent Salas is going to pop open the trunk to his Altima and pull out his H- Heckler and Koch submachine gun. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Load it.
3: Agent Salas, do you have any reason to expect to need... That kind of weaponry?
0: I have reason to expect the unexpected in working with Delta Green, Doctor. The cock
3: Works with a lot of hotheads like you in the past. Seen a lot of them end up dead on my operating table.
0: I've seen a lot of know-it-all doctors end up dead, too, when they put their noses where they don't belong. <gasps> Jesus Christ
3: what are you a murderer fed I was like I'm a licensed <laughs> psychotherapist <laughs> in addition to being a very talented uh, talented geneticist I, I'm yeah, pretty sure
2: I've killed I, I'm pretty sure you just got threatened like I'm pretty sure he's gonna kill you if you step out of line <laughs> well, that's not at all what I mean I know I <laughs> I'm
0: fucking with you seen hostage negotiations go bad seen blood on doctors hands before when they thought that they had The gist of a situation when... All those years in medical school didn't teach them about how things work... Out in the field.
3: Let me tell you something, Special Agent Salas. In this field... You don't know how anything works. Let's go to the house, shall we? We shall.
2: Alright. Special Agent Riker Salas walks up to the door... It's locked. Uh, I'll just keep... I'll look at the... Maybe with FBI
0: training, he like can tell the case of the key. Maybe not the military one, but I'll look at the key that looks like it would fit. Like if a Schlage meets a Schlage or...
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, with your skill, you can narrow it down to two keys. It's either going to be the green one or the blue one. Okay. What's in the blue one? It goes in. It doesn't turn. Green one. goes in, turns, Ch-cling opens up the door and you're able to walk into the cabin the doctor and the Fed disappear inside outside we see a special operative Roger Cumstone walking the perimeter he's coming up on this uh, little shack uh, in the rear part of the building looks a little bit run down uh, you see a makeshift door on the front of it there's no lock he's just talking to himself well
1: Steve looks like we got ourselves into a fine mess this time they asked me about my father hadn't thought about him in a long time love to pay him a visit but I don't know where the hell he is let's open this door and he uh, opens the door to the outhouse.
2: You open up the door. Glock and, out. Yeah, you see Glock out? Yeah. Do you open and point? Do you just open and look with the Glock down at the ground? Kind of open and point. Okay. Open and boom. We see the muzzle of the gun go, go into the darkness of the outhouse. Float for a second around. Mm-hmm. Nothing dangerous in there. You see it toilet toilet hole uh, it's a, it's an outhouse I fire six rounds into the toilet you guys inside the house you see you hear multiple rounds fired outside what do you do second by We're second everybody roll for initiative Roger Roger, Roger! Oh, you have the luxury of screaming on your part of the podcast that's so exciting I wish I could scream in my house right now
1: uh, yeah so I see nothing in there Then I continue on to the tin shed.
2: Starts walking to the tin shed. Crazy alertness. Crazy alertness. Looking all around. (laughs) We go into the cabin. I start walking around the cabin. And uh, sort of similar to the apartment in that it's rather spare. It's really small. uh, Quiet. There are some... I mean, there are some cobwebs. Uh, I think with forensics at least it would give away the, the fact that like th- nobody's been in here for uh, at least a month, two months, maybe um, it's been unoccupied, a lot of uh, what looks like secondhand furniture, classic, like rustic mountain home decor, nothing updated. Um, just looks like a pretty normal place. Few rooms, okay. living room, kitchen, uh, bedroom, it- bathroom. You guys are sort of, like, scanning through all of them. Moving through as you go along. Sorry, go ahead.
0: In addition to the 50 in forensics, uh, Agent Solace also has a 50 in search, if that helps at all. And a 50 in alertness.
2: 50 in search? Uh, So glad you mentioned that, because it does help. Um, You peek in... You look in the bedroom. You're kind of looking around. You peek down, and you see... There's a foot locker under the bed. Yes! You reach out. It has a a hard metal steel handle on it. You slide it out. It's got bumps, dents on this thing, and you immediately know, because you know a little bit about your history. This thing is 40 years old, 50 years old. It is like, well, yeah, right around there, about 40 years old. I'm thinking 2009. You look at it, you see, this is like a This is a Vietnam soldier's footlocker. You see it has a lock. Needs a key inserted. We go back outside. (laughs) To Agent... uh, Or to uh, Special Operative Roger Cumpstone. He's approaching a tin shed. A shed that was... Seen, almost. Maybe? In the dreams of the doctor? It's a simple tin shed... Tin door on the side with a simple handle. You walk up to it. What do you do?
1: What do we got here, Steve? (laughs) (laughs) Looks like a simple tin shed. But if there's anything I learned back in my foxhole days, nothing is as it appears. Let's try the door, Stevie. Uh, is it locked? Is there a lock on the door?
2: No, it's just a simple latch, basically. That you just need to turn... I mean, it might be locked. You haven't tried it yet, but there's no visible lock outside.
1: You know, it's funny, because, like, obviously, we're creeped out by the, the setting right now, but, like... I'm trying to, like, imagine what's going through my character's mind. And, like, if he's a tough dude, he's not creeped out. But, no, he would totally still be creeped out by this. You're in the middle of nowhere. Anything could happen. You know the outfit that you're working for. So he's, he's cautious and feeling a little bit of angst. Uh, and so he listens. And if he doesn't hear anything, he opens the door.
2: He listens. He doesn't hear anything. Wind... Birds. What you would normally hear up there, Troy? It's nothing to be afraid of? Turns the latch. Opens the door. We go back inside. You're staring at a footlocker. Who has the ring of keys? We do, because we open the door. Okay. Who who has the ring of keys? Agent Solace okay. has the keys. Agent Solace has the keys. What do you what do? You do?
0: This looks like one of those locks that Roger talked about, and he goes over the radio two-way. Roger, we have eyes on a military lockbox. We're opening it now. We'll let you know what we find.
1: Roger left his radio at the outhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Left it in the pooper. Won't be needing this. Did you you see the radio laying on the ground with solaces?
3: (laughs) (laughs) He he was like, he he handed it to Steve. (laughs) Just dried his hands it and just drops and just falls. Steve, hold this. Falls to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be needing this
1: where I'm going.
0: Uh, and then uh, Agent Riker inserts the yellow lined key and turns the lock.
2: <gasps> Doesn't work. You try the Black key. To clink. Oh, no. Works. Opens up the footlocker. <coughs> you open up this footlocker, and inside you see... It isn't packed. There's a few things in there, but they're documents. And right on top, and I mean right on top, you see a sealed envelope marked with a triangle in green ink. The symbol of Delta Green. No. He opens it. Reaches in and grabs the envelope. We go outside. <laughs> Roger Comstone looks into the shed. Light. Shafting in. Uh, so we can see half of it. A little bit more as his eyes start to adjust. You see. It's a pretty routine shed. Nothing that special in there. Uh... It holds an assortment of tools. Pretty routine. Uh, The kind of things that you would have uh, at your house to take care of stuff. But then something unusual. Along the ground. All in a line. And you recognize this immediately with your military training. And also kind of maybe like it's a very vague smell. Nothing dangerous. Just a very vague smell. You see 20 one-gallon cans of gasoline. So, normal tools and then twenty one-gallon cans of gasoline. Hmm.
1: <clears throat> you know, I think in his mind he's thinking it's totally normal to have two or three, maybe even four cans of gasoline in your home. If you're running lawnmowers, backup generators and whatnot. If you're out here in the mountains... Maybe you'd have twice that amount. 20 seems a little excessive. Is there anything that in my survival, my survivalist survival, I got a 70 survival. Like, does this seem excessive even out here? Yeah.
2: This is not uh, the backup that a normal person would have to power their home, even in the case of a power outage or something of that nature. Also, you don't know anything about the home, except that you've seen an outhouse, which leads you to believe like it doesn't have modern plumbing. You saw a well as well, also indicates it doesn't have modern plumbing. So like, even if it has electricity, it's going to be very sparse and uh, not something that would need to be generated by this much gasoline. I mean, either something fishy's going on, or this guy's just a crazy like doomsday prepper. You know what I mean? Like it's it's one yeah. or the other. This is not a normal amount of gasoline to hold on to. Also, in twenty one gallon cans, you know, and why why not just a, a few five gallon jugs? You know, right. or a cistern or something. Four
1: five gallon jugs, right? And they're arranged in a particular ha- pattern, or they're just like all lined up. They're just
2: they're just yeah they're just stacked neatly. That's all I'll say. They're stacked neatly.
1: Stone looks around the rest of the room. See if anything else is out of the ordinary.
2: No. That's all you see. Tools, normal tools, uh, some outdoor sweeping stuff, some cleaning supplies. Not like regular household cleaning supplies, but like maybe something that's used to clean the outhouse. Like, like industrial level cleaning supplies. And uh, 21 gallon cans of gasoline.
1: He uh, hopped on the radio.
2: Uh,
1: the outhouse was clean. Well... Relatively speaking, there's nothing of import there. I'm in the tin shack, and something ain't right.
2: We hear something ain't right. We look in, and we see uh, on uh, Ryder Solace's belt. the. Or do you keep it on your belt, I guess? Not up on yeah, your, uh, yeah, uh, on your submachine belt.
0: Submachine guns usually have like a shoulder strap, so as he's leaning down... I mean, he has a holster on his waist with his handgun, but he probably pulls the submachine gun puts on the safety and puts it on his back as he's leaning down to open the thing and keep his hands free or at his waist if he's standing.
2: Okay. Uh, you then see uh, you, we, we see your um, you're, you're not standing. You're squatting here. You're working on the, the footlocker. You pulled out this envelope with a delta green symbol on it and opened it up. Pulled out uh, what was inside and you see that it is a torn piece of paper uh, with some writing on it and we hear this come out of your uh out of your walkie-talkie, out of your two-way radio and then you are back to like we we scan up from that and you're barely even hearing what's coming out of the radio as you're absorbed in what you're looking at. Uh Grant, why don't you go ahead and check out your handout on roll 20 that only no. you can see. No. No. Uh, no. He's going to keep the no. radio open so that uh Roger can maybe help uh
0: put this all together. Okay. To whom it may concern, if you're reading this note, I can assume I have died or become incapacitated before I had the courage to complete my final mission. (gasps) You will find about 20 gallons of gas in the shed behind this cabin. Pour it into the septic tank beside the cabin and ignite it. You'd be happier if you didn't look inside. Please make sure the remains are kept for my children. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (gasps) God, please forgive me. Signed, Clyde Bowman.
2: What? We go back to the doctor, who's also looking around. Uh, you don't see anything unusual in any other room of the cabin. Everything that you've looked at looks completely normal. You come into the bedroom, you see this footlocker, and you know that he's stumbled onto something. Um, Roger, or, uh sorry, um, Riker, you pass the letter back to the doctor to take a look at and now you turn back to the footlocker that has a lot of other stuff in it. Not a ridiculous amount but a decent amount of other stuff in it. Um, what do you do? You address um, the note. Do you talk to the doctor? Do you talk on the 2-ray radio? Roger, do you respond or do you go deeper into the footlocker? There's a lot that could happen here so everybody just tell me how you react and we'll figure it out.
0: I think Riker immediately expresses to the group that although he says it's best not to look into the cistern or the uh, septic tank uh, his detective's uh, intuition and desire uh, curiosity is going to get the best of the cat if he has his way unless they disagree to look at what's inside before doing what he asks Um, and then he's going to continue looking through before we make an educated decision
1: And Roger will be like, I'm coming to the house. Okay. And he leaves the tin shed and makes his way back to the house.
2: Okay.
3: Why would there be a septic tank if there's an outhouse?
1: Septic tanks
3: would keep all the poo from it, right? Or no? If there's no plumbing, there would be no septic tank.
1: Something ain't right here.
2: Matthew, bottle cap. Worth nothing. Worth nothing. But 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 hey, you you know what that is? That's just me going like this. Golf clap. It's a little golf clap for you.
1: He's not using the septic tank for plumbing. He's using it to hide something, Roger says as he walks into the front door, assuming all this talk was over the radio. But he
2: he hadn't hit the button. (laughs) Roger, calm on.
0: Why don't you check out that why don't you check out that well before you come inside on the way in?
1: Alright, I'll go back out and check out the well
0: Oh, you're already inside? Just come up then
1: That's alright, I'll put my shoes back on (laughs) Why
0: why are you taking your shoes off?
1: Well, this is a guest's house I like to take off my shoes when I come inside Hold on Left one always gives me trouble Alright, let me go check out the well Gets outside, takes a look Down into the well
2: You go out to the well And you see that it is uh, an unremarkable Regular well uh, but it does have an electric pump attached to it. Occurs he, uh, to you that this is probably pumping water into the house for running water. Um, and that with you just kind of knowing what the connection of an outhouse and what the doctor said over the intercom that, uh, it doesn't make any sense that there, why would he have a septic tank?
1: He, uh, Looks down and says to himself Well, well, well And he has a little laugh At the joke he made
2: And he walks back to the house Boo (laughs) He walks back to the house, he takes two or three steps And he stops Two or three steps And he he lifts his head up Slowly turns around 80% alertness is incredible You're telling me? He saw something out of the corner of his eye, and even his conscious mind didn't pick it up, but his subconscious did. He's just so alert. Even as he was making his stupid, ridiculous joke, he didn't see it consciously. But as he started to walk away, he was, Wait a minute. I saw something. turns back around, and he sees out of the corner of his eye that just in the foliage there, in the brush... There is an unnatural hole uh that is surrounded by brick uh or some some sort of rock material uh that seems to be going into the ground. Hmm.
1: Where on the map?
2: Uh over to the west by the woods. Oh, I see. Uh, so this occurs like, to you, with your experience, this occurs to you to probably be what would what would be the opening to a septic tank. Huh.
1: So he, uh, he starts to walk back to the house and then turns back and sees that... Huh. He's a brash dude. He's not going to call for backup to go check this out. So he just... Puts his hand on his Glock. Pulls it back out. And just slowly walks towards the septic tank hatch.
2: Okay. You guys aren't hearing anything from Roger. Inside he said to go check out the well. All you heard him say is, Well, well, well. Into the radio. And then you haven't heard anything. What do you do? Roger. Roger, do you copy?
1: He's almost halfway there now. Yeah, I copy. I... See something in the brush here? Looks like I don't know. Maybe the opening to a septic tank. He hadn't heard
3: what was in the letter yet. Uh, Abort! 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 We have reason to believe there's danger in the septic tank. Agent, looks pretty normal to me.
1: (laughs) Agent Salas.
3: Agent Salas runs to the Uh, and the doctor will will draw her own Glock. (gasps)
0: Agent Solace runs to the western side of the house. Is there a window on that side so we can look out of it to see what uh, Roger is doing? Is there uh, a window over
1: here
2: by the well? Yeah, there is. Yep. Okay, so is. <laughs> I'm just gonna...
1: slowly moving my piece.
2: <laughs> like yep. in real time. So now you look out and you see he's walking towards... Now that you're looking closely, you see what he's focused on. You can see it's some sort of door uh, in the floor, basically.
3: The doctor runs out the front door of the of the of the house and makes her, starts making her way around towards the
2: septic we'll, tank. Well, move your character. Uh, okay. Solace is right behind. All right, as Roger steps up to this doorway, you see that uh, there is, yeah, I mean, it, it's just basically a door. W- what would normally be your latch into a septic tank. And there it is, Roger. You're looking right at it. Latched into a septic tank with an S&G padlock on it. There uh, she is. If only I had the key. Maybe I can break the lock. <laughs> the <laughs> you people know with the key are <laughs> You are the only one who knows you can't break that lock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: I emerged 20 feet behind you <laughs> I said hey
1: I found the S&G lock Give me that key Let's see what the hell's going on in here Nobody locks their septic tank With an S&G Riker's kind of
0: huffing and puffing As he makes his way over Kind of annoyed he had to run from the house And he like throws the keys Leaving that footlocker behind it's true, but he grabbed as many of the documents that had any any triangular markings on it.
1: <laughs> I just love that my pawn is a waiter holding yeah, like a check, like he's so chasing great. a yeah, diner. He's he a waiter. Uh, no, no, you didn't leave a tip. <laughs>
2: uh, yep. Yeah, you could do whatever you want with the footlocker, but none of that stuff's going anywhere. You guys are the only ones here. But uh, I'm just saying, hold you away from the locker. If you right. want to, gr- if you can't grab all the documents that are in there and like go running outside.
0: Yeah, if anything is obviously, like, Delta Green, then he'd grab it. But otherwise, he's hoping there's stuff in there that's not. But he doesn't necessarily know, not having read through all of it.
2: None of it had a marking of Delta Green on it, but everything would be suspicious of being Delta Green. Okay. If that makes sense. And either you don't bring the keys out and you just read and tell them to come to you, or you bring the documents with you. The difference matters.
0: All right, I will stay in and read and give the keys to the doctor to head out then. That kind of makes more sense because he ran up to the window and saw what was happening and he knows that he can look out and jump into action if anything happens.
2: Okay, so you hand off the keys to the doctor. She's like, what is he doing? Give me those keys. Uh, You hand off the keys to the doctor and you're like, I'm going to look through these documents. You start looking through the documents and you see they are Delta Green documents and all of them are pointing to... Some operation or another that this guy worked on and a lot of them seem pretty old. The doctor comes outside with the keys, hands them off to Roger.
3: There are documents inside. A letter imploring anyone who came up to the, the cabin to immediately pour the gasoline from the shed down into the septic tank and ignite it without looking. Well, that would explain
1: the gasoline... But our job yes. was to find out
3: Just what was going on here Our so job f- was to clean up After Anything that was left behind Clean up after any Delta green activity Don't you think Velasquez
1: would want to know what's down here I know Why you're don't new we- doctor But This is called doing our job And he <laughs> Unlocks oh, Does the
2: doctor notice the shed Immediately behind her yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Oh, okay. It yeah, notices the shed, you know that the gasoline's in there. He reaches down, unlocks the padlock, clink, whoop, pulls it out. The second you do that, you hear something. <gasps> Echoing beneath the ground. You hear a strange croaking voice.
5: Go. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. Oh, help me. Please.
2: (laughs) Who are you? Because of your alertness. It's so ridiculous. Like, you can hear what's being said beneath the ground. Who are you? He yells down in there.
5: (laughs) My name is... Marlene Bowman.
2: Oh, please help me. <laughs> oh my god. I... Seven
0: years down here?
1: Holy I'm shitting myself. Marlene Bowman?
3: Yeah, his wife. That's his wife, right? Yes. Yes.
1: Uh,
3: yes. Not his daughter. No. Are you. are you alone?
5: Yes. <laughs> Please help me
1: What the fuck Is going on Marlene We just found a note From your late husband Telling us to burn everything Down here Who are you
2: I'm sure he did So I'm trying to enact You know Several years of awfulness down here in my voice so that that's what i yeah that's what you hear a woman's yeah. voice regular woman's voice but horrible uh several years is there any kind
3: of like is there any kind of like ladder or rope or some Did way to open get it? down there no,
2: I, i'm saying he unlocked it and you heard this i didn't hear you open oh, bef- anything
3: oh before he opened it oh yeah.
2: you hear a voice echoing pinging against the metal was enough to hear it I don't even know that you can hear it that well, Doctor. I know that he can hear it because of his alertness is just so off the hook. Uh, His senses are primo.
1: But I put that extra 20 in alertness. Um,
2: Somebody else with lower alertness might just hear like... So I turn back
1: to the Doctor and I'm just like... I don't know what to do here. Can you see in there? Do you have any type of light?
3: Yeah, of course we all have flashlights. I love this, is right, Joe? Yeah, I love this. Yeah, Wait. can we shine a flashlight down into it?
1: Maybe down I just there? pour some you gasoline it down. And you don't light it need light to. Light if you open up the door,
2: it's daylight out. It's going to shine daylight right into the hole. Are you going to open it yeah. up? Do you tell? Well, do you tell me what
3: you heard? Yeah. If there's a- if there's somebody down there, we have to rescue them. We have to save them immediately.
1: Unless it's open not it up. Who- Unless it's not who it says it is, Doctor.
0: This is where, if I if I could hear and I was out there, my human and, and
2: is like eighty, and I could like kind of tell if this was, person is telling the truth or not.
3: I s- invite yeah, r- you
2: and you chose not to come out, and you're reading documents, and they're not saying this on the two-way radio I unless know, they are. I, know.
3: I immediately, I mean, like this point, if the, I if I have reason to believe there might be a hostage down in the septic tank, I immediately call the special agent on the radio and tell and update him of the situation. Think
1: about it. Wait a minute.
3: Wait a minute, Doctor. No, it's good to inform the
1: oh, other hold on. agent.
2: Be- hold on, before you get into that, you are updated on this agent inside, uh, Agent Solis. At this point, uh, you've you've gone. You're looking at a, a, a you're looking at a box that has like a some clothing in it that's uh, a little bloody. You're looking at a bunch of tapes, a bunch of cassette tapes. Uh, you can't really make heads or, heads or tails of. You're, you're looking at the dates. They all say. Uh, 1972, different months in 1972. But you don't know what's on these tapes. And then uh, all of a sudden this this call comes in uh, on your radio. Come out here immediately. What do you do?
0: There's incredibly sensitive information in this house. Someone needs to look at it if I come out there. Who wants to trade places with me?
2: We've
3: got a potential hostage situation, Agent Agent Salas. I don't think it is. There's
1: no way this woman could have survived for that long woman's been Wait. dead for four days, and there's no reason to believe he hasn't been to Essex County in months.
3: Something ain't right. I doctor, agree,
0: Doctor. I need you to tend to what's in this cabin while I head out there.
3: This woman might be hurt. She yes. might need a doctor. But it if helps. there's a
0: hostage situation, we need to defuse that situation before we can tend to any medical matters.
3: Just lock up the just lock up the documents and get out of here, Agent Solace. And then she turns up her radio. Is
1: <laughs> this is what my <laughs>
3: This is what my dad would
1: call a stinky crab cake. <laughs> Something ain't right. Uh, he'll lock up the lockbox, but he will take the
0: cassettes, so which he cannot currently play with them because they are information he cannot currently glean. And he goes and he outside? He goes outside to listen with a 50 alertness. I don't know if that helps him at all.
2: Okay. Um, you head outside. You get out there. We haven't heard the the voice of the woman in a minute. So the three of you are standing there now over this door. What do you do?
3: Flashlight. Open it up. Well, I don't think we can see through it. There's no wi- there's no window on the septic tank. Door, no. Open flashlight in. We
0: don't need a flashlight. It's daylight.
3: You don't need a uh, flashlight. It's daylight. I don't know how deep she is in there. I everyone has everyone. I'm assuming is armed. I train my clock on the on the open door. Yep.
2: You open up the door. And inside, all of you immediately see what looks like just a horribly... Just just a woman in horrendous condition. In a few inches of water at the bottom of the septic tank. Her lower limbs just swollen with the water. Most of her hair fallen or, or ripped out bloodied sort of, uh, hands maybe from just like scraping at the sides from the, the daylight scraping in. You see this thing basically turns to you and it's horrified. Immediately you all have to roll sanity checks and the doctor is in the worst situation. Um, because what you're looking at, Doctor, is so horrible that you know, with your nature of biology, that it's impossible she could have survived in this condition. Oh. Oh, I actually passed. I rolled a 9. I passed
3: as well. 19. Okay.
0: Of 41, which is just against my sanity points? Yeah, just against your sanity. Yeah, I'm I'm Okay.
2: Okay, uh, let me just make sure that you're okay. I think you are. Um, uh, yeah. you. No, you all take one point of sanity damage on a success just from seeing ah. this horribleness. Um, okay. wow. Doctor, you take two points of sanity damage because you know... Something unnatural is happening here. Biologically speaking, something unnatural has happened to this woman. She
5: turns. She says, Oh, please. Please let me out. I I need the daylight. I need the sun. I need to be... Revived Rested Thank you for finding me
2: I mean she looks at you and she sees like, what looks like a doctor What looks like a fed You know you look like rescuers basically To her
0: uh, Agent Solace looks at, uh, at Roger and the doctor And says crowd the entrance He wants us all to use Our bodies to shadow out the sunlight Um In case since this is so unnatural In case something bad's about to happen Uh, So not closing it, but so we can still talk to her
3: and look at her. How did you get down there?
5: My husband, he... He learned some sort of horrible... occult incantation that would enslave me. I was... I was done with him. I was going to leave him But he wouldn't let me leave He took some Some book Some knowledge he knew And turned it against me He spoke these Awful words and I found myself Strangely compelled To stay But something went wrong I It was not what he expected, and he he threw me in this place. I was unable to satisfy him the way he wanted, and I would not. But yet, whatever horrible magic he had done to me would not let me die. And so I've languished down here, hidden from everyone we knew. I... I just... I just need a way out. Please help me.
0: He still loved you, you know. He couldn't bring himself to end you. He said his final mission was to burn you alive down here. And as he's talking about this, he's trying to throw her off balance, but also to get a sense of if she's telling the truth or not about how she ended up this way with his human int listening to her story intently. Like he's listened to hostages and uh, terrorists before.
5: He doesn't know. He doesn't want to. He wishes me dead, but he couldn't do it because he, he was still working on his project his disgusting project what project project? his strange spiritualism whatever project whatever magic he learned in that horrible place delta green he brought it back he tried to use it against me but it didn't work the way he wanted it to and now I'm suffering because of it I'm lost Can I ask you something? Yes.
1: What is your granddaughter's name?
5: Cassie. He talks of her. Won't let me out, but he speaks of her all the time. I would love to see her. But I can't reach.
2: And she puts her hand sort of like up toward the hole you guys are in, and you notice that like if it was a regular septic tank, it would have a ladder that goes down into it. It's about ten feet deep and um, but there's no ladder. So it stands to reason logically that he pulled the ladder out. Um, yeah, so she reaches up to you.
3: Did you uh, the doctor turns to Roger and asks if he find, found a ladder. When he case, the uh, property. No, no, he didn't. There's no ladder anywhere.
1: No, just the gasoline. Twenty-one gallon tanks. So strange.
3: We need to call this into Agent Velasquez.
1: Yeah, but we got to make a decision here. We let her out, or do we give Bowman what he wanted?
5: Wait, 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 wait. I can don't give him what he wanted. I can I can help you. I can tell you some of these secrets that he revealed to me during his time. I could be a source of information um of the of the cosmos. The very things he was learning and revealed to me through his came evil i can tell it to you and you could impress your superiors you could learn more about what he was doing that would certainly be better than killing me wouldn't it ma'am as agents of delta green
0: We are sworn to fight to keep cosmic evil from claiming human lives and sanity. And unfortunate though as it may be of your current conditions, you are part of that cosmic horror. And he slams the door shut on her. Call it into Velazquez.
1: What? Just seems... strange that Velazquez wouldn't know... that... Bowman had a final mission.
3: It's not a mission. Clearly, he went rogue. Clearly, he tapped into some sort of cosmic horror and was using it for his own ends. Is this
1: Marlene, then? Actually Marlene? Or one of these cosmic
3: horrors in disguise? I can't say for certain, but at the very least, this is above our pay grade. This isn't some scrub job anymore. Uh, Yeah, so the doctor will call Agent Velasquez.
2: Yeah, hey, how you doing?
3: We got a we got a serious situation up here. Up in uh where was it? Next are, Ex- are we on a secure channel? Uh yeah. I bring the green light. I, that sounds convincing.
2: Uh, nobody's monitoring nobody's monitoring this line. Go ahead. What do you need? It
3: turns out that your former friendly Bauman tapped into some sort of occult magic and transformed and imprisoned his wife and left her here starving in a septic tank next to his cabin. He also kept a footlocker of Delta Green documents. We're only beginning to sift through.
5: His wife died in, in uh, 2002, I got here. No, she didn't. No, she
3: didn't. What? She's being kept unnatur- alive unnaturally. She says he's been ac- accessing secrets of the occult.
1: Tell him about the gasoline. Tell him about what we're supposed to do with the gasoline.
3: Bowman left instructions for anyone to f- who-, who found this to immediately pour gasoline down into the chamber and light it on fire without looking. Did he give a
2: reason? Did he say why? What, what did he say exactly? Give, give me his exact words. And I read the note to him.
5: Hmm. Do what I could not. Well, why couldn't he do it?
3: She's still his wife. He kept her down there because she wanted to leave him.
2: Yeah. Maybe, but... Maybe not. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. This is, uh... I think uh, I think you got to go with your instincts here this is not uh, I'm not your boss here I'm just I'm just here to help you get what you need um, it's probably best if uh, if you guys decide what to do but I really appreciate you uh, reporting it to me uh, and I, I I'd like to, to know what you Maybe. guys decide whether it is uh, you bring her in or uh, or you make sure that no one ever finds out about her I think that it's his finding the way Uh, but that's not my call to be honest with you we need backup
3: immediately we'll advise you of our decision And and she hangs up he says it's up to us maybe we take a vote burn her or let her live that's not the question if she's, even if she's not who, she's, who she th- believes herself to be, she could be of enormous interest to the Delta Green scientist community.
1: She could also be a great danger to us and anyone else we bring her in contact with.
3: We're at war. What she has to offer could be invaluable.
1: You don't know anything about war. Did you spend ten years in a foxhole?
3: I thought it was fourteen days.
1: Ah, It felt like ten years When you go fourteen days Without a clam cake Time stands still
3: I say we have to get her out Restrain her And bring her back down to a containment facility ASAP
0: I believe that she may have more information That could help us in the wars to come Even against my better judgment I think we have to let her out. The doctor's correct.
3: Agent Salas, should we retrieve and secure the documents in the lockbox before we engage? Believe so.
0: I'll I'll go tend to them if the two of you feel like. With your medical profession and your combat readiness, you can handle this woman.
1: Roger is very torn because one of his personality traits is that he's loyal and he's very loyal to Delta Green and where Clyde used the word mission feels like maybe Clyde knew something that even Velasquez doesn't so he's incredibly torn here yeah it's super hard but he's also loyal to the two of you and so if you guys feel like it's best to take her out he is cautiously pessimistic about getting her out of there something ain't right
0: I also love at this point there might be more for either Riker or Lyra to think about this thinking about that old woman who made eyes at you in the hallway and what that could mean at this yeah, point but we have none about of that, that.
1: right so, and I don't know if there was anything weird about that
3: either
0: so that's why I think leaning towards letting her out um,
3: but how do we get her out there's no lat. there's no ladder We'll have to dangle the doctor rope? in by her, the, her
1: feet upside
3: down. <laughs> she'll whole grab, I'll my grab mean, her by the wrist, and we'll pull her. Yes, that's the only way. Um, is I mean, there was there any kind of rope around somewhere, or
1: I'll look in the tin shed. And uh, Roger goes back to the tin shed. Any type of rope or anything in there?
2: Oh uh, yeah, there's a rope in there. All
1: right, come out with a rope
2: twine,
1: basically. Thick twine.
2: Here's some thick twine. And Agent Agent
0: Solis is taking the documents from the footlocker into the back of the car, locking them up.
3: Yeah, I think we're gonna need your help if we're gonna get, either get us down there or her out. Um...
2: Uh, okay.
1: I'm pretty strong. I'm huge, according to my character sheet.
2: Yeah. Are you 10 feet tall? No. Um, okay, so uh, you, you put the footlocker in the back of your car and uh, you head back to the Jonsky. Um, what's the plan? Lower the rope down. Pull her out. You lower the rope down. Uh, she's like. <laughs> like convulsing. <laughs> weeping
5: with joy. As
2: she grabs it, she barely has the strength to, like, pull herself up. She could just, like, grab the rope, and she's kind of, like, relying on you to, to pull it up. And she's just, oh, holding it so close, so desperately close.
3: The doctor still has her Glock in her hand in case anything goes wrong.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm guessing with your athletic skill... Uh, Roger that you're doing most of the lifting
2: pulling on this?
1: Yeah, I've got a 17 strength, so I'm doing heavy lifting.
2: So he's like (sighs) 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 pulling her up and uh, she's she's holding on. But I mean, it's not even that hard for you. She's a waif. She's got almost no weight on her. Uh, As she comes up into the light, you see that there's just flat-out skin missing from her body. I mean, where her feet were, like, holding on to the rope for purchase uh, because they had been soaked in water for however long. Flesh is just pulling off and you just see, like, exposed bone and muscle. Uh, It's an incredibly disturbing sight. Uh, She comes up into the light and is trying to block... The sun, and uh, it's just sort of like weeping with joy.
5: <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, I just, please, just take me to where I can get some rest. And I'm so hungry. Some food, perhaps, that I could recover.
2: Yeah, barely hair on her head. I mean, it's just horrible situation can I do like a basic
3: like can I just check her out I'm a medical doctor just to see can I examine her yeah um I have an 80 medicine
2: uh roll a sanity check ooh okay come on Matthew uh I got it 35 35 uh she you take one point of sanity damage she sh- is should be dead. She is dead. Everything about her body should be dead. There's nothing that indicates that she should be alive. She doesn't have a pulse. She doesn't oh. have any sort of like her exposed bones. She's not indicating any of the pain that would like exhibit with she, this uh- thing. Now, she did tell you that a spell was cast on her, but to you, it's so disturbing as a doctor to see this thing Walking around, uh, that it's freaking you out. It's really freaking you out.
3: I mean, I've also got a fifty occult. A is there
2: anything?
0: Yeah, is there a, a ritual? I only have a thirty, but is there a ritual that the doctor or I've heard of that? Uh, sounds go like ahead this? and
2: go ahead and roll a cult.
1: I'll go ahead and roll that too because I got that from my time in the foxhole.
0: Sure. I don't know. It's a forty-nine for me. Forty-five. I
1: got it.
3: So you got it. Or you got a 30. I got a double go low. I, I thought you had a 52. No, I got a 56, so I don't know either. Yeah, 67 for me.
2: Yeah, okay. all you guys, you just, you know... You, you have to decide as characters if you take her word for what happened or not, like, in terms of the occultism, because like you don't really know for sure on your end. Um...
3: And she has no pulse. She's not breathing either? Is that, that what you're she
2: telling me? She doesn't you? appear to be breathing, no. And
3: we're just going
1: to throw in a Nissan Maxima and drive her five hours back.
3: Oh. That's, <laughs> That's your plan? Is there, <laughs> is there any the kind plan. of other <laughs> containment facility, or can we contact Agent Velasquez to know if there's any kind of containment medical f- research facility? What's the closest place we could bring her? Or a Delta Green spot nearby? Yeah, Delta I just, Green so so She
2: sort let, of lets go of the rope and now that she's up with you. And... She looks around
5: at all of you. Thank, thank you so much. Just, I, want, I just want to rest. I want, just want to go home.
2: And she just starts slowly walking
5: towards her house.
3: Oh, she can walk.
2: Yeah, she's like
3: stumbling. I'm sorry. Uh, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. You're in no condition to walk. She's walking. Does she not stop when she's asked to stop? No.
0: Ma'am, if you don't stop right now, I'm going to have to arrest you. Pulls out his handcuffs from his side.
2: She starts running. All Collect. of a sudden.
1: Do, 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 Gun do, do. out. Roger Ro- takes a shot.
2: He takes a shot? The shot? Yeah. All right, everybody, roll for initiative. You don't actually... Roll for initiative. Uh, <laughs> but initiative is, initiative is based on dexterity. So whatever your dex is, that's your initiative. So what's everybody's dex? 10. I know Roger punted on it. Yep. 12. 12. Oh, man. Everybody's going to act before Raj. Raj! Including her. So, so like, you just see my gun come out, but I don't get to fire it. You see her, your gun come out, you guys are both saying stop. And she starts running with a freakish speed. And oh. disappears around the front of the house.
3: Oh no! It is the no. doctor's turn. <laughs> uh, the doctor will, will take off running after.
2: Doctor takes off running after her. Uh, you full can speed, do, sprinting. Full speed. Uh, yeah, you can get there. Uh, you can do. Th- this is so great. It's in. It's in metric. Try to learn it, but you can sprint thirty meters in a round. Nice. Thirty meters. Like almost hundred feet. Almost, Almost 100, feet. 100 feet, yeah. So you run up and you get around the house. You can see her uh, and she is uh, running.
3: Is she running trying to get into the house or like no, to the No, she's running past the house. Uh, I shout, As I'm running, I shout for her to stop or we'll shoot.
2: Uh, and it is Special Agent Johnsky's turn. Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> Special Agent Johnsky gets to
0: the corner. Is it? What is the action economy? Can I do one action after a move? What can you I do? You get one
2: action per turn. Uh, you can move or you can fire. You can sprint thirty meters, or you can jog twenty meters, or you can move like ten meters, or I think three meters basically is almost like a free action as part of another action. But yeah, the action uh, economy in this is like you basically get one action around, but you can. There's a lot of things you can do as immediate actions instead of other actions, and uh, it's all like these rounds are like one to two seconds versus six seconds.
5: They're so really, I can, really fast.
0: Sorry, I, I zoned out there for a second. Can I run and
2: shoot? Uh, wait, the doctor no. went up behind to watch, right? I think you moved the agent. Yeah. Uh, No, you cannot run and shoot.
0: Can I I see her from where I am?
2: No. Okay, then I will also run up to be able to get an eyesight on her. Yep, so now you can see her. She's running behind the house, uh, and it is our buddy's turn, but he was too slow. pulled up the firearm, Roger, and she disappeared around the house. It's like, damn it all! And he runs uh, uh, up uh, with the others. He runs. Okay. Uh, She looks back at you, and you can see... She's just like... And she turns and starts sprinting uh, as fast as she can uh, towards the edges of the map. You get one... I mean, you got one shot before she's going to disappear in the brush to the east. That's all it takes. Okay. That's
3: all it takes. <laughs> all right, it is uh, the
2: doctor's turn. Yeah.
3: Um, I mean, I have firearms, so I guess I'm going to shoot, but... I'm not going to hit her. I'm not going to hit. No,
2: you're not. You uh, could crit, though.
3: What's a crit if you
2: roll? What is your firearms? 20. 20. So a crit is a 1 or an 11. Nah, I miss. Miss. 71. Of course. And by the way, you fire like three or four times. So that's an action. It's like, bye, 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 bye. And it's just your bullets all sail meaninglessly. It is. Special agent riker solace
0: special agent solace pulls the hk mp5 oh you're to never his gonna shoulder, with that clicks it into single fire uh mode and <laughs> fires as many rounds as he can right at the right at this awful creature uh he has a 70 in firearms okay There's a sixty-six
1: Wow. That is a crit.
0: Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's every like the same number on each one? Yep.
2: 66, oh, okay. 55, 44, 33. Those are all crits as long as That's it's a, it's a success. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, uh I thought it was so going to be
0: like one, ten, twenty, thirty 20, 30. Okay. No, it may no. not matter.
3: She's not bound by biology. It's true. And yeah. I think
0: he would be aiming at like her legs try to stop her from her locomotion, you know? Like, yeah. blow a
3: leg off. <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: uh, okay, so go ahead and uh, roll damage. Uh, okay. Oh, wait, hold, on, hold on a second. Uh, yeah, uh, go ahead and roll damage.
0: Which would be... Sorry, be a, I'm just what what is it, a
2: 1d8? I think it would be a 1d8 if you were doing the... What is it, MP5? Yeah, it's like a 10-millimeter bullet. Yeah, so... Like, it's 1d10. Yeah, so I, I think it would be 1d8 if you were only... you know It has... That, that weapon will have a lethal rating if you were closer, because you could literally kill in one shot because you could spray bullets, but like, at this range, you can't spray bullets. Okay. 1d10, Graham. 1d10? 1D10. Yeah. Okay. And then the lethality, lethality is 10%. Yeah, but the uh, lethality, I don't think it works at this range, but... Uh, sorry, I have new dice uh, Seven Seven, and then roll again for the crit So add the damage uh, Two Nine total Two, okay, so You see that two of the bullets that you shot Pour into the back of this creature As, as it's running away uh, But it doesn't go down um, You have I don't know, man I don't know, man. You have no actual legit reason to believe. uh, I don't know. This is hard. So this is where it's hard. It's like you have no real reason to believe that. No, it's okay. It's okay. We'll just let it go. Because it's basically it's saying like in the demo it says, if you don't think, if you think that she is like a victim of this dude's situation, then you take sanity damage if you shoot her. Um, I, do, I don't think she's a victim now that she's running away. Okay. is what the that's agent fair. is yeah, that Yeah, that's why I'm stuck on it, and that's fair enough. Uh, all right. It is your turn, Troy. All right.
1: Uh, I got a shot here, um, but I can't run and tackle her in one move, right? No. She's too far yeah. away. She got a huge lead on you. She's well Save. past the house. Even better on armed combat. Uh, so I'm going to just take a shot. Okay. Uh Sixty percent. Oh I miss no. seventy three. Seventy three so close. Trying to fucking By trying find to hit her, 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 but head. she's she's
2: blah. freakish the way she moves. blah. blah. Uh, you fire, did you miss. This thing did that Grant's took, crit do nothing? No, no. It took two serious bullets in the back, didn't phase it at all, and it vanishes into the brush. <gasps> oh. And you know, for a fact, like, without any doubt whatsoever, they, you will not find it. Like, it was so freakishly, freakishly fast, it disappeared into the brush and jumped and scooped over like it was nothing. For you to move through that brush would be way slower than you just ran, and she was much, much faster than you. Well, well we
3: know where she's going. Do you? She told us. Did she just she? wants to go
2: home. She just wants to go home. But where is home? But the where apartment. is home? It's for that apartment. type of creature,
1: is it? Or is it another fucking dimension?
2: You guys Maybe. now know that your actions have caused the release of whatever this creature is, which the doctor now knows is definitely not natural in any way. I mean, by the way, uh, she's moving. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, not only the way that she was still alive, but by the way that she was moving. Uh, it has now gotten away. And who knows what it could do or what damage it can inflict. And now you have to re- you report what you want to your bosses. But you called in and told your handler you saw this thing. So he knows all about it. He knows about the wife. He knows about all this stuff. What does the final report say?
3: Do we find anything else interesting in the documents?
2: You go back in the the footlocker? Yeah. Um, Yeah, you do. You go back in the footlocker and you see uh, various uh, documents. These tapes, you, you don't have a record. You don't have a a way to play An the old tape. old-style tape. Well, you have yeah. a cassette player in your right. Ultima? You don't have a cassette player in your Ultima. But if you... Actually, a 2009, you might. You might. You might, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a 2001, I said. Oh, okay. <laughs> then sure. You definitely it, do. Okay. Yeah, you have a, You want to listen to the cassettes? Hell yeah. Okay. You listen to the cassettes as you leaf through the rest of the stuff that's in there. A lot of it's pretty innocuous. Uh, there's, you know, documents in there that to talk about operations or projects that, that don't seem terribly interesting. But as you're listening to the tapes, uh, you hear that it's these recordings that seem to be overhearing, uh, some sort of, it's like a wiretap of some sort of pseudo Christian service, uh, in a, uh, whatever missionary church or something like that. Um, but where there's this mixture to it of like snake handling and they're talking about God. They're talking about Jesus, but they're also talking about St. Yig and the sacred redeemer and the blessed serpent. And then you can hear tape ends. You pop in a new tape. You're still listening to this. You're sitting there and you pick up the, the sounds of, people intentionally allowing themselves to be bitten by snakes. So the snakes are like lashing out, biting people. And you hear them screaming in pain. And then some people, oh, this is what I'll save you and blah, blah, blah. And then you hear one particular woman who's wailing in pain, wailing. I mean, it's a horrible sound and she's begging for like medical treatment. And they're just like, the Lord will save you. The Lord Jesus will save you. And she's like, no, please, please, no, no. And she's screaming and screaming and screaming, and you know she's, like, starting to die. Everybody has to roll a sanity check just listening to this. Oh. Oh, and not okay. Troy. You are immune. <laughs> 21. 37. So you both fail. No, no, uh, no. pass. Pass, because we're oh, lower right, right, under. Yep, yep. So you both take no sanity damage. Um... You take no sanity damage as you're listening to this and and everything, and you're, you know, you're fine. But, Riker Salas, you are slowly leafing through these documents. And then you see a manila folder that's marked. Where is it? I wrote it down. Sorry. Uh, You see a a manila folder that's marked the Column of Light. Column of Light. You open it up. It seems to be some sort of organization that's trying to move pieces behind the scenes. Maybe they have some employees in government. Maybe they have some plants in the FBI, the IRS. I knew it. You're like, I knew it. Just as you think that sliding out from under the papers you're looking at are three or four black and whites, images, shots of people that are ostensibly maybe part of this organization you don't know one of them is your mother what oh my god
1: blackout
0: that is amazing wow
1: yeah, Matthew, dude. I know it's kind of late, but you still up for beating out this story tonight. Yeah, <laughs> let feel like it's really, it's all there. We'll call it well, well, well. Well, I like the, I know that Troy
0: was talking about loyalty to Delta Green, but I like the idea, and what I was going under the assumption was this was uh, Riker's first mission with Delta Green, so, like, he's balancing out, like, his feelings as like an FBI agent and not being used to the occult and wanting to work with this woman and being impressed upon by the doctor's desire to help people, um, to doing what's best. And he did exactly what, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bauman or Bowman couldn't do in the end, which is he, he, he had mercy on this thing that still seemed human in the end when he, what he should have done was pour the gasoline down. What we all should have done is pour the gasoline down and finish the
3: mission. I mean, but, she was a, a victim of horrific abuse. We now know this now. She had, as far as we can tell, she had no culpability. I mean, who knows what she's become and she might be a danger, but there was no reason to euthanize her. Yeah. I don't know
0: if he, I still can't tell from those tapes. It sounds like she got caught up, but were they Mar- she? Wait, she, she got she caught f- up? He got caught up. I thought she got caught up. Anyway.
4: There's a lot yeah.
2: to think about and I think the, part of the point is like, the choices that you guys make in this uh, are, are ongoing, and it could have easily ended here. And there could be a, there could be a debrief tomorrow uh, with Agent Velasquez that would be clean and simple. Uh, in this case, it's not, uh, and there are loose ends here. There is a, a woman, a woman who knows. Uh, that is running loose in uh, in Essex County, uh, which could be a, a real problem that Delta Green might have to figure out. Um, do you guys report it? Uh, do you lie? Yeah. Do you lie about what happened so that you don't look bad? Uh, do you say that this thing is on the loose and that it was your decision to let it go? I, these are you know just thought that that could be your character, but everybody's got to play their character. And then uh, these are the kind of things that like need to be discussed on the drive back to New York. And, and now of course, uh, Riker Salas has this, all of a sudden this information, uh, that comes from roughly 1966, 1967 about his mother's involvement in some organization. Uh, who knows, you know, where that could lead. There's, uh, a couple open-ended things here that I think need to be addressed. And that's part of the system is like, you then need to figure out what you do at home. You've, you can find ways to cure the sanity you've lost, but it comes with certain positives and certain negatives. You can find ways to uh, deal with the motivations that you have that are outside of this operation, uh, but you have to roll on it, and either they move forward or they move backward or they stay the same. Uh, There's a lot of things that happen between scenarios, and typically you do those at-home things at the start of the next scenario. So that's kind of the way uh, the system works, and I I think it's just really fun and really awesome. I thought that
1: was fucking great, and I can't wait to play again.
2: (laughs) We got to do it again.
1: We (laughs)
3: got to. We got to. We got to find out what happens with Agent Dash and... Yes, oh. yes. Agent R- Dash. Best friend, med school rival, Chris Valak, and fuck <laughs> oh, Chris Malick, dude,
0: and Steve. Don't forget okay. Steve. Don't Steve
3: forget the the parakeet. parakeet, Steve. Also, he- my dickhead son. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Maybe
0: your dickhead son and Maxim could like uh, get together sometime.
3: Maxim's Maybe. my son.
1: We didn't even Isn't get into my, my ex-wife four? Norma. We didn't.
3: We didn't. We, didn't. we were, were so focused on your parakeet. Yeah, Norma comes down.
1: Norma, well nay she was she's no longer uses the cumstone name She <laughs> he her, says her, sadly her, her maiden name
0: maybe we could find a nanny in between DC and Baltimore that uh could take care of our kids if we ever get called away to a delta green mission last minute while we were taking care of them
3: maybe May- May- maybe maybe, maybe.
1: Uh, well that was great Thanks, uh, Joe. That was a lot of fun. Oh, my Thanks, pleasure, Joe, Joe. guys.
2: You guys are great. It was so well fun. Well
1: done. Oh, yeah. I lost it there in the middle. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now I'm gonna Holy go, cow. I'm going to go find some crab cakes. <laughs> call it a night. Now I'm hungry for crab cakes. <laughs> oh yeah. Got this insatiable taste for uh, crab cakes in my mouth right now. Who's next? Who's next on the new game Who Dis? Find out next time we drop one. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good
2: night, everybody. Good night. Thank you guys for hanging out.
3: Thanks for listening to the Glass
0: Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit GlassCannonNetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at Patreon.com slash Glass Cannon.